time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelt, and I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 149. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, Duty Commenced episode 26, archive now available. Pre-orders for the Primal's Zep Tour 2018, Trial by Shadow, are open. New optional items in winter discount. The Feast Season 11 ending soon. Final Fantasy XIV fan kit has been released. Heaven's Turn begins December 31st. Patch 4.5, a Requiem for Heroes special sites updated. Lots of live letter stuff. We cover some Japanese media interviews with Yoshida. And we have fan mail. But first, let us shoot the shit what has been going on this week. Hey, Ruby. Hi, Yelta. How are you? I am good. How are you? I am really good. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Oh, yeah. All that good stuff. And we are past all of that now, so we are all collectively broke (laughs) and saving money for the new year. And New Year's is just around the corner, and that means patch 4.5 is just around the corner from that. So a lot of excitement is going into the new year. So I've been playing a lot. I'm trying to uh, get a few things done, tie up some loose ends before 4.5 comes along, and I am just knee-deep in story and Blue Mage and all that other good stuff. Uh, First thing, we didn't record last week because we were on Phoenix Down Radio for their broadcast there. What was that, episode 85, I think? 85, yep. And uh, we celebrated Klaus's birthday, Klaus Nightbringer's birthday, and their end of the year thing. Uh, they honored us by naming it Blather Together. <laughs> I thought that was very cute. Uh, and we had a blast. Yelta, I know you had a good time. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed every minute of it. And uh, they're just a good group of folks. So early shout out. But if you don't listen to Phoenix Down Radio, go check them out. www.phoenixdownradio.com. Give them a listen. Give them a like. They're on Twitch all the time. Um, Hopefully they're not running ninja ads on their (laughs) channel. That was weird. Anyway, I digress from that. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV stuff. I have been working on that machinist uh, because I want to finish it before patch 4.5 and I spend all my time on Blue Mage. So uh, I'm up to level 65 I'm I'm on the home stretch, Yelta. Nice. It's actually not sixty five to the end just seems really fast whenever it's I've been short. leveling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I felt like once I hit sixty one, it's just been a downhill slide. Um I'm trying to think, but did was there any weirdness along the way? I can think the last time we recorded I was like fifty eight. Um and that was fine. You know, I was running like the fifty, sixty dungeons and of course like level fifty to fifty one and level sixty to sixty one is a slog. Whatever the reason is, it's just a huge amount of XP between those two levels, and then everything is just pretty normal after that. Um so again, like when I hit sixty, I upgraded all my gear. I've got a shitload of Zervon tokens from three point five that uh, I was able to buy the the weapon, and I love the Zervon weapon. I, lo- I love just mm-hmm. the look of it. It reminded me that we probably should be getting a uh, craftable Zervon weapon in 4.5. That would, so, that would line up, right? If you want to make some money and you have uh, a Zervon shell left over or you feel like you want to go uh, – uh, farm up Sir Zavron, I think you should ha- you could have an opportunity to make some money. Shh, that's a ruby tip. A ruby tip. Uh-huh. Just the tip. Uh so the, yeah, it's been fun. 
Machinist is is a blast. I don't quite have flamethrower yet. I I went to the Wolves Den just to take some screenshots of it because it's a PvP move, and oh. it's just a it's just a flashy job. Mm-hmm. Like I just unlocked the deal where like your your three main abilities upgrade when you're over fifty percent heat, and now I'm doing fucking backflips and side flips it's every way time more I fun shoot. About that, yeah. Oh my god, it's cool looking, and I really have a lot of fun because it feels like Black Mage Vegas to me. You're just waiting for those procs to line up, and then you've got you can also you know use the ammo and have like set procs, and so like. It's trying to cram all that shit into the the little window before the uh, the little explosion thing. Now, now the name escapes me, but you know you put the little bomb on it and you try to get all the little abilities done at the at the same time before the bomb goes off because it mm-hmm. makes the damage go higher. Anyway, I actually enjoy it, but then I'm not seventy yet, and I know it doesn't have as much raid utility as Bard and yada 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 i don't care at this point because i'm not like raiding with machinist i just think it's fun and my whole goal was to bring it into the the new 24 man raid so if i hit 70 and i think i will uh before tuesday not next tuesday the tuesday after i've got plenty of time uh i'll be good to go for the 24 man raid so that's been a lot of fun and really what was super fun about it is uh my cinna has a white mage at 63 and I know we'll talk about this when when we talk about what you did this past week, but uh, we had a night where we had an opportunity to do stuff with the rest of the FC, and I kind of passed on it because Cinna really just hasn't been playing a lot because we're taking care of Alexander, our, our son. So it's hard for us to line up our playtime at the same time, but it really was a lot of fun to get her on her white mage, and I think that night we ran like four dungeons back-to-back, and she she turned off the computer and said that was a lot of fun. Uh, she was kind of sad today when I told her I was sixty five and I'd already kind of passed her. And I, I part of me wants to hold back so we can play together. But those little moments that her and I get to play at the same time are so few and far between. You know, I'm afraid I might not hit seventy before then. So you know, I need to coax her into playing tomorrow. Maybe we can get a few more levels on her white mage where I. I can kind of creep up to like 67 or something Mm -hmm. and uh, not feel as bad. But uh, that's part of the fun. And we're going to talk a lot in this episode about fun. I I think when we get into the JP interviews about Blue Mage – I got a lot to say about Blue Mage again – is uh, fun is going to be the key word uh, in that. And if you're not having fun with stuff, what's the freaking point? And uh, it was just fun to be able to play my wife. So, Senna, it was fun playing with you. Please continue to play with me in this game. Um, Speaking of fun, we do have a new free company member that we've been doing some stuff with, uh, Erin Lizell. Welcome to the free company. And uh, she was needing Praetorum and Castor Meridianum. And last night I was able to do Castor Meridianum with the... uh, the free company and our Novocus Bosom LS. Also, if you are on our uh, our server Excalibur uh, and you want to join our link shell, at least give Ruby or Yelta a shout here, and we would be happy to let you join into the link shell. We don't do like a ton, ton, ton of stuff, and it's not like we're farming primals all the time. So if that's the expectation, then there's probably better link shells for you to join. But we try to do fun stuff every now and again, and um, you know, if you just want a place to kind of sh- shoot the shit with us, that link shell is always available. I wish they would extend the size of these link mm-hmm. shells. To I keep some having degree. to kick. I keep having to kick 
people I think are probably inactive, but mm-hmm. there's no way of knowing. Yeah, that may be something they need to kind of add to uh, to the near future is getting these link shell sizes upgraded. But anyway, we had a blast running that, and of course, there's you can't skip the cutscenes. It's uh, it is what it is, but we had a really fun time, and and it was a find your people kind of moment. We had somebody that was in there, and she was making jokes, and 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 our good friend Brock was like, hey, Ruby, she's one of our people. And I was like, yeah, I, I agree. Star Wars jokes and uh, bullshitting and, and nobody was salty. Nobody was mad that the cannons got exploded and the golems couldn't be shot down or Iron Giants couldn't be shot with the cannons. And it wasn't like that at all. It was just a lot of fun. And, and again, fun is the real factor. If you're not having fun, what the fuck are you playing this game for, right? So uh, it's just fun to play with good people and and do stuff in game and really the last thing i've got is i took a really a really hot nap today <laughs> and uh i took a nap after work and i had dreamt i was on the moon and i was telling yelta this and i said uh i've officially been on the moon more times than the warrior of light <laughs> and she said well that's because we have to become the warrior of darkness before we get on the moon mic drop <laughs> wow Maybe we'll get to that moon finally once we've donned the Warrior of Darkness. So, anyway, I can't wait. I can't wait for 5.0. I, I'm I'm really excited about the changes in the story. We're going to talk about that in some of these Japanese interviews. And um, I like the trailer. We're going to watch the trailer, everybody. Um, one thing I noticed was absent was uh we didn't get another fashion show where's our oh, fucking fashion show they, i think they they must have just stopped doing that i just don't i haven't we haven't seen that in so long we used to like twice a year we'd get some sort of fashion show didn't we yes I'm i i just don't understand high. it or at least every other patch something. yeah something it so wasn't I, constantly I, but it was often i thought yeah I don't know what's going on, but anyway, Yelta, tell us what you did this past week. Oh, well, let's see. Pretty much just uh, like you, I was on Phoenix Down Radio. It was a really, really fun time. I, I, I enjoy those guys, and, and uh, they, they have a good time, and they do a good show, and it's, it's just fun. It's fun and very comfortable, so you just you know get to chit-chat and, and talk about the game and, and stuff, so thank you so much for having us on again. And then uh, after that, I logged in. I got logged in one time in the last week, and it's somebody needed uh, Suzaku clear. So I'm like, man, I've only cleared it once. Ruby, have you? You only cleared it the once too, right? Uh, no, I cleared it twice, but t- it was the same oh, day yeah, that we cleared it. Day. I cleared it, and then you logged in, and, and you, you joined again. me for my second clear. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know this fight very well uh but bell dandy's like don't worry don't worry i'll call it out and we uh did one t- entire timed lockout uh got her down to i don't know two percent something something nice and low so uh but uh and then we hopped out and uh, replaced a couple people i think i think some people had to go uh went back in and pulled it just a couple more times and uh, and got to clear four people cleared. Uh, some of them had barely watched a video, so it it was it was a good time. Uh, I and then both the uh, paladin sword and shield dropped, and I just greeted on them because whatever. And I got both of them, and nice. that's and that's cool too because I have I I try not to greed stuff even that I don't have leveled. 
you know? But I actually have a level 70 Paladin, and it, that, that thing, those look nice. I may have to go back in there. I have trouble with that fight because it's like I can, I swear to God, I'm outside of something or I hit the button and I shouldn't get pushed back and I do, you know, it's, I have some trouble in there, but, but it's done, you know, I have to go back in there and farm too. I need, I'm still missing a few mounts. So I, oh yeah, we need that doggo. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. So that that's pretty much all I played. I, I thought about the game a lot. I thought about uh, the future of the game a lot. I was on the official forums and stuff, and on Reddit and reading about the game and everything. And I'm sorry. No, <laughs> somebody somebody made a good point though that in this next week or so before uh, the patch comes out, we may want to run the other 24 mans and get our tokens. Oh, I haven't yeah. been. I haven't been. I keep forgetting because you know you're gonna want to upgrade some of that stuff so mm -hmm. so yeah of course I, then i'm like but upgrade it why since i'm not raiding i don't really know what i'm upgrade. i can't decide what to upgrade or what i don't know i haven't been capping i haven't been running stuff because it's like i don't know what i'm doing it for but yeah i'm almost sitting on like a full stack of uh the, the current tombstones because mm -hmm. i don't really know what i want to spend it on i i kind of split between do i want to spend it on healer that i really haven't been playing much or do i want to spend it on ranged which i have been but i don't really play a lot of ranged yeah. like we used to when we used to do a lot more stuff my my healer was secondary yep. but we have such a surplus of healers in the free company link shell i'm like well maybe i should spend things on ranged and um, I'm just kind of torn, and now that the 24-man raid's coming up, and I do plan on running it uh, as a ranged just so I can pick up some new drops, um, I know I'm going to get upgrades from it, at least within the 24-man raid, you know, your one weekly mm -hmm. drop. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of torn what I want to do. I've not really been in a position, you know, in the past when we used to raid, it's like, I know that I know I've got to put it on my main job. And then once I get through with it and I'm like, you know, I guess at this tier, you know, 290 mm -hmm. to 300, then I'm, I'm done with it. And then I'll focus on my secondary to help with the raid set. But since we're not raiding, I'm just like, I, I really don't know what I want to do. And it doesn't necessarily matter because the content that I'm running, I think I think I could run as a range, you know, if my rotation is right, on like a Suzaku or something because my gear score isn't really that low. Not low enough that I'd be kicked from a party, mm -hmm. you know, as long as I knew my rotation. So. Yeah, so I, I, well, in Stormblood, I pretty much mained White Mage. A realm born and heavens were. I I mean black mage because well that's what 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 was needed back in one right? I, people were like we have too many healers, and I'm like okay I'll go black mage, and I've been kind of meaning black mage and seconding you know white mages, and it, like I said we have too many <laughs> we have too many healers. I don't know, and I'm scared of tanking. I, I should really learn just. I should practice my paladin or warrior or something enough so I can take it into stuff, but I'd have to do stuff, I guess. <laughs> well, come back from Vanadio. I know. I know. I have been, I've been playing a lot of uh, 11. How's that? It's fun. I, it's not... Well, okay. It kind of makes you... 
Now, mind you, I'm not playing official, right? Don't tell anybody. <laughs> I'm I'm playing on a on a, uh, a, a private server, and it, it's uh, I don't think treasures of tre- treasures isn't even in it. So it is old school. You don't teleport around from the crystals. You have to run everywhere. It's fun and nostalgic, and I'm having a good time. But it's like brutal. I haven't played where you don't have a map. You're, you know, you have to buy the map, and there's no mini map. There's like a little radar. Everything or dying is just you're done now. D level. Yep. <laughs> Only you have an hour, so you can maybe get someone to come raise you. Yeah, no, it's it, it's it's I, I'm enjoying it, and uh, I did manage to get into a link shell. And they are actually pretty active and do stuff. So once I get leveled up some more, I don't know, I might actually get to do some stuff. You know, running around, remember like running around doing outpost warps, right? Getting someone yeah. to cast sneak on me so I can get through and everything. And it's it's harsh, man. But it re- it reminded me too because like we died running out there and we had to ask Link Shell, can someone come out and raise us? And they came out and raised us and they escorted us around. And that would never, and they chatted. Right, I'm in Dune's party, and we are chatting. We are chatting in between poles. We're chatting when we're healing. We're chatting, you know. It, it it's just just people I don't know. Just just chatting about their day. And Final Fantasy fourteen, I never get that. Almost never, I should say. I, I do sometimes, but the game's too fast. Yeah, I think it's therapeutic. I, I think that's a. Uh... Probably a good way to put it. I don't know if that's necessarily your experience, but when I watch big time streamer, not to not to invoke his name again because it's been controversial lately, uh, <laughs> but Ninja from Twitch, the big time Fortnite streamer. If you catch him on some nights, he's playing Final Fantasy XI, and you think, why is somebody who's probably the highest paid Twitch streamer uh, of 2018 playing? Final Fantasy XI. Well, think about the two games. Fortnite is fast-paced, in-your-face, constantly just shooting, gunning, running, building, whatever else. Plus, you're an entertainer. If you're on Twitch and you're popular, you're you're not a gamer. You're an entertainer. I'm sorry. And um, it's got to be draining to constantly be on. So to play a game that is slow enough that you can chat in between and you just kind of stand around and hit the spell and do whatever, the pacing difference, although probably for a Twitch viewer is Mm -hmm. mind-numbing, for the actual player is therapeutic because you you can calmly go into the actions and things. And we're not talking about fighting, uh, what's its name, Ultimate Virtue or something. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, and it can get spicy even on the dunes, you know, just getting everybody. I couldn't believe how patient people were. I got invited to a party, and I'm, like, outside of Windhurst, and I'm, I'm like, it's going to be a half an hour to run up to the dunes. I don't have the, the outpost or anything. And they're just like, oh, yeah, we'll just kill some crabs till you get here. I'm like, okay. Sorry, before I get the hate mail, absolute virtue. I meant to say absolute virtue. <laughs> absolute virtue. But, no, and I've been playing, I've still been playing modded Minecraft, but... The server I'm playing on doesn't really have anybody on it, so 
Yeah, it's just meeting. been a big year for games, and I, mm-hmm. I think even going into 2019, we have a lot of games. I'm still playing my Switch nonstop. I've downloaded more games for Switch recently, and you know, you got winter sales. We got we'll talk about mm-hmm. a winter sale soon, and mm-hmm. um, uh, Steam's winter sale. Oh my God, there's so many cheap games right now, and I haven't even I, looked. I'm scared. A uh, humble <laughs> bundle had like a Sonic pack for a dollar. So I've been playing Sonic CD again, and it's just <laughs> there's just too many fucking games, Yalta. Yeah, well, and there's some nights where literally, or some days, I will just literally play one game for a couple hours, go do something else, come back, play another game for a couple, or just log out of, I'll log out of Minecraft and log into 14, log out of 14 and log into 11, just, just you know, over the span of a couple hours. So, that was my week. Pretty quiet as far as 14 goes, but I am super, super looking forward to the 8th. Me too. All right, we did have our contest, and there was a winner. We we had a, several entries. Thank you, everybody who sent us a tweet. And, and this was very, this was a very good contest. As far as we had a lot of responses. Thank you, everybody, for coming out and and being a part of it. And uh, we plan on doing more. I know, but um, yeah, we had the winner. Winner was noun uh, zero noun on Mateus. So congratulations. We've already been in contact. You should be driving around on your SDS Fenrir by now, hopefully. Um, and yeah, Yelta's got ideas, I think, for some upcoming you know, stuff. We're going to come up with something. We'll come up with something for sure. But maybe maybe we'll come up with something and announce it next week. I got a couple of little ideas. We'll you know, it's Year of the Pig or whatever coming up. You're <laughs> the boar. Maybe we, maybe we should have uh, something pig-related. Who knows? Something pig-related, maybe with the pig suit or something. Yeah, you have to wear a pig suit. <laughs> Take a picture of it and send it to me. Uh, we'll, we'll think of something. You have to eat pork rinds. No. Oh, my God. You can uh, come shoot the shit with us. Go to the website, www.gtffxiv.com. Let us know what you've been up to. All right, the first round is the news. We have Duty Commenced Episode 26 archives now available. And there's, there's stuff on that. I... You watch that. I, I absolutely <laughs> watch this one. There's only one bit of news I care to share about the, about this one. If you if you have not listened or followed me or you watched the Phoenix Down podcast that we were on recently, I won a doggo. I won the little fluffy, and I still can't pronounce the name, Miramashu or something, whatever it's called. Um, I won uh, – one of the contests that they had in there. So I should be getting that little dog before terribly long. I think they're, they've they emailed me. So here's the thing with the contest. If you've never won a contest from Duty Commence, they will uh, send you a um, – they'll send you a DM or a tell or whatever on Twitch once you've won. You have to – you have to answer a question or something to verify that you were, you were actually there, Ooh. not a bot. And uh, once that happens, I'll shoot you an email, and then you have to uh, respond to the email with some personal information. They'll contact you back. and So I'm past those two steps, and I'm waiting patiently for something to come to me in the mail. And they said because of the holidays, you know, it would be delayed a bit. So I think I'm waiting until the, the first of the year, which isn't long from now. And uh, when I get that fluffy doggo, I'll take a picture of it and put it put it out there. But it's uh, it, it's nice. It, it's fun to finally win something. I'm always complaining <laughs> about how I can't win anything week after week, and I finally actually win something. And the good news, the best news is, I cannot win again for 2018 
But it's only 2018 for a few more days. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yep. You can, so, you can go ahead and win next time, I suppose. That's true. That's right. I'll win just back to back. Oh, it was funny. I clipped it. And like Reinhardt uh, – I keep saying Reinhardt. It's Zexos is the is the actual uh, name, but um, he's he's our friend and yours, Reinhardt from the community rep team, and uh, he was he was talking on on stream to my wife before the stream began because you know he knows who we are, and she said something about the Bean, my my son, and uh, when he read my name, he goes, oh oh wow. Rubicon. <laughs> it's like, yeah. He picked my name, and then Shannon called me a good boy. And don't deny it, Shannon. I, you looked right into the camera, into my eyes, through my soul, and you said, "Good boy." So uh, maybe I'll have to bring that when when they do the fan fest again. I'm gonna bring that to fan fest, and I'm gonna have her. I don't know, maybe sign it or do something, or something. Or, or, or hold it and say, "Good boy" again. You know, so she can see the good boy. <laughs> one more time. So I hope it's the one she was actually holding in her hand. Shen, oh. Shannon, send me that one that you were holding on Duty Commenced. There was other <laughs> stuff on Duty Commenced, too. It's not about Rubicon winning a, a dog, though. But that was the best part for me. But it, but it kind of went off. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, they do a nicer. I, I couldn't watch it. I, I Now that it's archived, I'm going to have to go watch it. But uh, This one, uh, oh, before I open it and it yeah. blasts on my computer. Um, this one was, I, I feel like it, it either went longer because the whole fact that I won Yelta was because yeah. I got home in time enough that mm. I could enter. So this actually went longer. I I parked in the parking lot of my, of my apartment and came upstairs before they while they were doing the drawing and I was able to get in and I usually don't make it home in time and the mm-hmm. fact that I was home and I I leave my job at 6 there's no traffic on Friday night so it's pretty pretty easy for me to get home but you're still talking like 25 minutes so by like 6:25 uh, central time they were still going on so I don't know if they're like extending it or because there was a live letter involved there was a lot of news or or why that it it went later than than usual but because of that it it helped me win the contest (laughs) thank you duty commenced but um you know maybe they're hearing us or maybe they're making it a little later so more people can attend i felt like there was a lot of people when i when i tuned into the stream it seemed like there was a lot of people that were watching it and um i think month after month when they do these it gets better. The girls again do a phenomenal job. I, no offense to to Matt and you know back in the day when Devin and those, but it was a little dry in the early days when they started this up. And uh, I think the girls just do a fantastic job of making it lively and they're more fun. And I I don't know what else to say. <laughs> it's good. It's all good. All right. What also is good is pre-orders for the Primal Zep Tour. 2018 Trial Buzz Shadow. That's their uh, first time ever live concert. It's coming to Blu-ray. And that's available in February. That's cool. Mm-hmm. How much do they what? want for how much blood do they want from us for fifty? Yeah, I was bucks? gonna say, like, what's what's coming? What do I need to buy so I can get what minion code or whatever else? Also, <laughs> Zep Tour, like Dude, you already got in trouble for ripping off that one like Power <laughs> Band two thousand or whatever. Y'all, y'all ripping off Led Zeppelin too? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. 
Uh, a lot, a lot of good, a lot of good songs on here, though. Hmm. Oh yeah, I'm impressed. I may have, I may actually have to buy this, even if there isn't a any minions or anything. I might just buy it. Could happen. <laughs> they're always they're they're fun. They're they're fun to listen to, and and again, I keep thinking how completely surreal it is, kind of to, you know have this band out there playing music for this Yelta, video game. We're old. I know. And, and we remember the <laughs> days of at least I remember the days way early on. I used to like plug my Super Nintendo into the tape deck and try to record some of the game music because I've I always loved game music. And I would or play it through the TV and then have a, a Walkman nearby and record game sound so I could play it other mm-hmm. places and then you know when we had cds i would like get on lime wire or something else and try to record clips of stuff i had midis of yeah. <laughs> final fantasy 4 oh, yeah. and final yeah. fantasy 6 that i would play and record on cds and things like that and i i never imagined i'd be watching a final fantasy rock band for the game that i'm currently playing you know like I, there were days i i used to dream when i was in high school I wish we had a magic music box that I could just play all my game music. And then the iPod came out, and we all got our magic music boxes with, you know, uh, Napster and LimeWire and whatever else we were downloading music with illegally um, <laughs> to 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 play on our magic music boxes. And uh, here we are. Now we're playing Final Fantasy XIV music as it comes out. Um, there's YouTube, there's Pandora, there's all these other services. And then we have, uh, a rock band that has originated from the game, which is sung by the lore teams, one of the, the heads of the lore team and the actual music producer for the game. It's, it's really unbelievable. If you had told a 20 year old me or a 17 year old me for Christ's sake, that was, you know, like playing final fantasy six and seven, that this stuff would happen, I'd be like, you're full of shit, dude. Yep. All right. We have new optional items and winter discount. What Surprise. are our new optional items? Oh, let's see. Wait, these optional... Oh, this is a sale. Okay, those are sale items. We have the Carby Mount. I have one. Do I have both of them? I already bought them both. Mm. I knew you I had one. I, I think I have them both. I don't remember. I'll have to go look now. Now they're I have only, to log in and look. They're only 1680 <laughs> I actually and this the you have one of these carbuncle uh oh, I have the oh, blue it's, one the, you have uh, the emerald blue one mm-hmm. the blue one's cute yeah the carby sneakers and the lamps those are those are all discounted and then we have new optional items we have two brand new emotes the box step and the side step for seven dollars each and an exclusive Exclusive stuffed dog. Well, not so mm-hmm. exclusive if you can just buy it off the Mog Station, but okay. Mm. And then uh, the white Inukabuto and the black Inukabuto. So those are the, that's the last year's uh, Heaven's Turn mm-hmm. items. So mm-hmm. Heaven's mm-hmm. Turn's coming. Heaven's Turn's coming. Yeah, the box step. It's the. Um, I've heard this joked about as these are new Fortnite dances. Uh, I've oh, also we can get heard sued this... too. 
14 can get sued for them too? Uh, yeah, sure. Why sure. not? Or we yeah. can sue Fortnite. I, who, who knows who what's knows? going on who these knows? days? <laughs> Backpack boys and such. Um, and I've also, this is like the, what, the troll walk or something? I, I don't know. This is a meme in some way. Half I'm of the shit that comes into this game are memes nowadays. <laughs> Yeah. No, I've seen videos of them. I don't know if I need them, you know, but they are seven bucks each. I will say I was doing some emotes in front of Limza and, uh, oh man, I wish I could think of the character's name. He's actually in our link shell I found out the other day. It was something beard or beard witch or beard guy or something. He's a big row. What's up, beard man? Um, and Cinna and I were hanging out with our good friend, Deli. Deli was dressed as Santa Claus, and he was running throughout Limsa hugging people. <laughs> it's beautiful. I it's saw a beautiful the Twitter thing. picture, yes. And, um, this guy was standing out, this, this guy named Beard was standing by the crystal by, um, the Maelstrom, uh, area. And we were outside talking with Deli, and we started emoting each other, and this guy was like, where'd you get that emote? What's that emote from? Where's this from? And I, I forget that we have so much shit from every event over the year. I was doing the little ladies day with the, um, uh, I, I don't even remember what event it was, but we're, where you're like, have the blue poles up and down and the yellow ones and the red ones. Oh yeah. The cheer emotes. The cheer the emotes. And, uh, there was another one that I was doing. I can't remember what it was. And he was like, where the hell did that come from? Where do you get those? Where do you buy those? I'm like, well, you had to have done it in 2016 or whatever it was to, uh, excuse me, to get these things. And we just have a lot of stuff that's accumulated over the years. And I guess I understand the Mog Station in that sense, being able to go back and buy stuff. It does, it does chap my ass a little bit that they sell so many of these things, but if you're a gotta catch them all kind of guy, I can't imagine somebody is like, I have to have every heaven's turn hat. <laughs> but, you know, if you are and you want to, you know, wear you're the doggo for you're the boar, uh, you can go out and, and get them. Yep. I'm not going to get into the Mog Station drama thing. Yeah, we still got like I'm Christmas just... cheer, you know, yeah. let that carry us through. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite thing, but, you know, if they're going to have it, they've at least, for the most part, kept it pretty benign, right? There's sure. not, like, disposable XP up scrolls that are... I'm going to buy all 49 yeah. of my Blue Mage abilities. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there is a jump, there's jump potions and there's, you know, the instant level potions, but they still... I don't think any of them actually get you all the way. They just more no. help you catch up. So, I don't have to like it, but they, they have kept it reasonable. I guess it's not so. game breaking. It's it's not it's it is apparently pretty annoying though because uh, I've I've read I, re- I read the official forums a lot, and one of them is one of the threads is always like tales from the duty finder. Some will make you laugh, some will make you cry. Mm-hmm. And one of the normal all the time ones that comes up is obvious potion skip potion user because when you use the potion. I think you actually get gear for that level, but it's like very obvious, mm-hmm. right? If you go, you know, they're like tanks will queue up and go into stuff working on their, you know, their story after the skip potion. And they obviously don't know any, their buttons aren't on their bars right. And they're, yep. they're <laughs> they have no idea what they're doing. That I, I just really wish they'd be like, make you go through the hollow novice or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I had one that was similar. It wasn't game breaking. It wasn't like I'm gonna pull my hair out, but I believe it was a. It may have been a healer. It may have been the other DPS. It wasn't something that I was like, oh my god, we can't finish this dungeon. Mm-hmm. But they were. I think it was a healer. They were wearing all level fifty gear in a fifty nine dungeon. It was all Ironworks gear yeah. in a in a fifty nine, and I just kept thinking. Surely if you were running dungeons, you get the one free drop at the end. At least equip that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. No, and, and, and I really appreciate that they've changed the dungeons now. They, they, the, the newer dungeons all seem to drop way more equipment, especially the, you know, leveling ones mm-hmm. in Stormblood. They, it just seems to drop so much more equipment, and yeah. you definitely get something for your job. At the last boss. Yeah. You know, it's I'm, – I'm, I'm okay with – especially leveling dungeons. I wouldn't really want that in, you know, the harder, like, more, you know, testing yourself kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But for casual leveling up and stuff, yeah. And let – you know, that actually made it really easy to fa- farm up a whole set for glamour. Yeah. So. I guess I guess somewhere that eye level requirement was either – was it she, they just made the eye level requirement because it, again it didn't stop us from completing the dungeon we didn't have a wipe we didn't have any issues i just felt bad for the tank who i was constantly having to palisade to keep from dying because they just the, the healer just really had a struggle keeping up and i guess maybe at level 60 they're going to hit that wall that says you need new eye level mm-hmm. but then again if you do your class quest you're going to get your next set of equipment anyway. So maybe that's the teaching moment, you know, mm-hmm. as, it, as it goes. And maybe we'll see more of that when we go into Blue Mage because we're going to be doing those Realm Reborn dungeons again. So, I, you know, I'm not quite sure how the eye level is going to affect those things if we're going in as pre-mades or, or what have you. Um, we'll see how it goes. I do wish the game had a better job of doing that, but it's not – it must do it enough – because, again, we didn't wipe. It wasn't like I was so frustrated I wanted to quit, but I just kind of cringed thinking, this guy really should have at least upgrade your weapon. Yeah. At least upgrade the weapon. Yep. Well, and I think I think you're thinking, usually it's not the, cla- or the class or job quests. Only a few of those actually give you gear. Uh, the storyline kind of keeps you caught up, but that's only helping your first character through. Well, I'm thinking if when you do the level the level sixty one, yeah. yep. it's gonna give you a coffer that's got all that equipment that's in it and then it's gonna but give you But at sixty eight you're probably screwed. Oh yeah. I, I'm yeah. thinking the <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking the sixty to seventy run, you're going to start hitting brick walls that say you don't have the right mm-hmm. eye level to get into it. Maybe from fifty to fifty nine or sixty you can get away with it because iron ironwork might be that they must be hitting well, the, the eye level to get into a 59 dungeon. Well, the leveling ones don't have eye levels. They don't have eye level anymore? I thought yeah. they didn't. I don't remember. I thought that was I, one I, of the arguments was some of the dungeons, I think it was leveling dungeons, do not have an eye level re- eye level requirement. So I don't remember now. Maybe that was maybe that's old news. Maybe they used to do and they fixed it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Or maybe it was and they got rid of it. I, you know, again, like I'm not bitching the bitch because 
we didn't wipe. Yeah. We cleared it. The heal, the, the tank but, uh, didn't but die. What, but what if it wasn't people that were, you know, you had at least three competent people, it sounds like. That's what it was, you yes. You know, I mean, what if they got all new people? What would you, that would be so, very frustrating. If, if the healer couldn't keep, you know, the tank up or, you know, whatever. You know, it's just, I think there still could be some changes made to, or maybe some additional guidance of gear up. All right, the Feast Season 11 is ending soon, and by soon, that is Monday, December 31st. So it, by the time you listen to this, it's probably over. we got to get in that. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's go. Let's go okay. now. Uh, they're going to announce the results on Tuesday, January 8th. So Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen fan released, which really means updated. I don't know why that makes me crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, they they just gave us some desktop wallpapers. It's the just the Requiem for Heroes sized for your monitors and phones and whatnot. Nice. It's a nice piece of art. I like it. Me too. Heaven's Turn begins December thirty first. That's of course our New Year's event. It's usually fun. Usually interesting. This year it is. What did you say? Hogs. Oh my god! The I haven't I haven't clicked on this yet. The hog helmet's kind of adorable. Yeah, it's pretty cute. So there's two kabutos. Inoshishi is that how you say it? Inoshishi. Inoshishi, and then there's a boar's head kadomatsu. I don't know how you say that either. That's cute too. Yeah, these are adorable. I think the little. The little piggy is cute. It's not like a big gross pig. It's a tiny little cute pig. <laughs> so Heavenstone is off to a fantastic start. You start in Limpsa. And usually this is pounding rice. This isn't it? usually the pounding rice event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except for the year that Enchefant was in it. And then it was when pounding it was horses. I don't remember pounding any horses. I remember <laughs> racing. <laughs> and him... But that's what I... Tickles me if people don't remember, or people who didn't play then don't remember what he was. Kind of odd. It he was, was weird. a fucking weirdo. I wonder if I have blog posts on that still because I'm sure I reacted. <laughs> so yeah, from Monday, December 31st to January 15th, go in and do this event. So they're usually short and sweet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, it's going to be some cyclops that's pounding rice in the field, and you have to run in and grab a mochi or whatever it is and, and run out before the, the thing slams the hammer and kill you. You can actually die. Oh, I died. Yeah. I die a lot. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to read them all, but there's a bunch of a Requiem for Heroes special site updated, and I don't know. We're, we'll talk about it all at once, so maybe... I don't know. Do you want to do you want to watch the video first, or do you want to talk about the things first? Uh, what were the updates that they actually updated to this? Uh, it was this uh, Suzaku, uh, not Suzaku. The Sarayu. Did Sarayu, they update that? Yep, one? yep. They they put pictures up for for him and the cu- new custom deliveries and uh-huh. Mount's minions, and our, hairstyles, our emotes. Favorite new mini game, Mahjong. I actually I had to talk about that. Some people were like, "What?" When I Googled it, it is, like, the most popular game in Japan, period. Sure. Right? It's, like, everyone apparently plays Mahjong. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I've always been interested. I've played, of course, solo computer Mahjong, which isn't real Mahjong. And, and I had looked into it. And I actually own a physical, actual Mahjong set. Never found three other people who wanted to try to learn how to play it. They're pretty. Yeah. The they're pre- well, I like tile games, first of all. I very much do enjoy playing games that have tiles in them. You know, tomorrow I'm going to level up ladies in uh, St. Paul, and we're going to probably play some games that have tiles. Nice. <laughs> but, um, and then, like, matching games and, and, and stuff like that. And Mahjong's got a lot of that. But I don't know how to play this game. But it's unlike from the letter that it's going to have, like, thorough, t- several tutorials. So they will teach us. It'll mm-hmm. be interesting. And uh, what else? Return to Ivalice got the update. We got some gear view and some pretty screenshots and our cool, like, cyborg slash <laughs> mech gunner thingy is here. Oh, yeah. So yep. Excited about that. And then what a gold... Oh, yeah, that's the Mahjong, the gold saucer updates. So. Well, and they, they, they also... Yeah, I guess Air Force One also. They have oh, Air Force of that. One, yeah, yep. yeah. That looks like a fun little game. I'm really excited for that, to be honest. It'll it'll be fun to do. I, I like doing stuff that's different. Yeah. And, uh, again, I don't really understand why they didn't do it at a larger scale. It looks like it's kind of a small... Yeah, what did we talk about that on Phoenix Down? Yeah, like we the about it the Phoenix original Down. one from Seven actually went outside of the Gold Saucer. So why are we not going outside of the Gold Saucer to mm-hmm. to do that? I don't know. I don't know. Well, you want to watch the trailer? <sighs> uh, let's watch the trailer. Cool. cool. Well, like like usual, if you're a new listener and you're not used to this, when a patch comes out, we like to watch the trailer. Uh, we'll play the audio here. Uh, for Yelta and I, we listen to it silently so we can focus on the <laughs> on the actual images there. But we'll do a countdown together, and then you can start yours at the same time if you want to watch it with us. Or you can just listen in, and we'll shout out like really random shit that we see. <laughs> Generally, well, when we watch it, so let me make, let me make sure that my computer volume is down, so I don't blast us here. My volume's down. Okay, and my so let me rewind. Queued up. Oh, I'm ready. I'm, I'm so ready. ready. My so body's ready. Let's count. Okay. Uh, one, two, three, go. Play. There's use of alcohol. It's happening here too. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. There, there be war. This mm-hmm. was the Gimlet Dark, right? Yes, I love the look. I do too. Kinda excited for. Oh fuck! Lord, he's on the ground. We're, we're raiding something. Mm-hmm. And there's voices and there's shit happening. Mm-hmm. Well, we have all the main characters here. He ends there and. Uh, yeah. Oh, what's her name's here? And... Oh, war. Yeah, lots of fighting. There's a lot of dialogue here, too. A little overlay where they're talking about what all the shit's happening. Mechanical scorpions. I feel like we're outclassed for that war. I don't know how we would win that war. Right. Uh, this looks like actual in-dungeon. This doesn't make sense. Yeah. And yeah. then I think that's some 24-man stuff. And then we've got some... This is It's a hodgepodge of everything. They did you know, that again of, this time where it's real mixed up. It's a mix of Blue Mage. It's a mix of the 24-man raid. It's a mix of the story. We see Daddy... Emperor, we see Granddaddy Emperor. I thought these were like in chains, but it looks like there's a table meeting between. I think it's a. I think it's a meeting, a conference. The Empire, yeah. yeah between. 
Oh, and there we got the 24 man, some more story. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go up. back and rewatch some of that. Fucking okay. cool robot. Uh huh. We got sniper. Sniper. Bot. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, they showed that predominantly. Ooh, some sexy yeah, some, legs. Some sexy legs. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of leg drawings out there. Mm hmm. People are worried about the feet of the Viera. Foot uh, fetish people. Here's us. We're standing against Xenos. Fight. This is the. That's the culmination. That's the thing. You know. Oh, oh. now we have Primal. Serayu. Which has a very interesting look. It's got that kind of Asian dragon, but it's got yeah. him and two extra heads. Snake balls. Snake is balls. What I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Looks like we can be pushed. Water. That was a stack marker. That's where you're supposed to be in a line with the tank. Oh no! Marker. You run again. You run away from everybody I... when you get that yellow. Oh my god! You know that? <laughs> the Empire's flag. More war. There's some drama. I think they're gonna kill Daddy. I think Daddy Emperor's gonna, gonna die. Kill Daddy Emperor. Ooh, there's Gaius. Shadow banger. <laughs> hmm. That actually, those two reminded me of Livia when they came down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was absolute virtue right there. Was it? Yes, it was. Oh. Yeah, those two had the masks of uh, Livia. And mm. there's just like a lot of like um, Al- oh, Alizé trying to save Alphano kind of thing. And it's dramatic. There's a lot of drama. Now, oh, and this is the voiceover. And I think this is like Elidibus telling us some shit. Um and I think that might be the turning point where we go, ooh, Heidelin, what are you up to? Something's definitely going on, so. Well, you know, it's it's like you said. Um, I think becoming the war of uh, the warrior of darkness is really where where we have to go to see a lot of this stuff that we've been hinted to because Heidelin is. I think Heidelin's holding us back from some things. So anyway, that last clip was basically we're getting part two in March. Uh, part one is coming in two weeks from, I guess, the time of this recording on the eighth of January. So, yay, yay, yay! So good. I, I'm very excited for the story. I'm, I'm, I like that's part. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd still play this game if the story didn't continue to, you know, regularly be updated and and draw me in. And you know, some people hate on it. Some people skip on it. Some people complain that they can't skip cutscenes. <laughs> Oh God! You know it's <laughs> the story is really good. You just gotta let yourself soak into it and and enjoy. I think that's a that's a thing that people are forgetting. I understand it's an MMO. You want to jump in. You want to play. You want to just get to the the nitty gritty. But it is a Final Fantasy first, and I think a lot of people forget that. Um, it's not like a Western MMO that is just PvP driven and it's just, you know, or a Korean MMO that may be just PvP driven and, and grindy. Uh, <laughs> it's a story game first. So when people come to play Final Fantasy XIV, I think Square Enix and Yoshida understand that the story has to be top notch and the story has to be number one. The most recent complaint I've read about is about um, how it's, how the story overtakes all and this is really what i'm getting at is that the story is too prominent and we have to deal with people watching story and the game should be harder i think frosty was talking about this either on his stream but most definitely on his twitter feed that he he misses having some danger in the storyline uh 
And I agree, yet I disagree to some degree. I agree in the fact that I miss uh, Hildebrand trials. You and I both share that opinion. I miss a Realm Reborn trials for the um, Relic, but I think we're getting back to some of that stuff because we'll talk about some of that in the interview, something that may be akin to uh, Dynamis coming for that. Um, so maybe Yoshida's understanding, uh, that Relic itself can be its own type mini game. Um, but as far as the actual story goes, I do think it's important that it's accessible for most slash all. If you know how to hit buttons good, if you know how to hit buttons okay, you should be able to at least see the story dungeons. I think the story primals should have a little bit of difficulty, but not like... I want to kill myself. Well, difficulty. And, and, and if you can stack the deck, I, I, I know I've personally gone in with some people who probably shouldn't have been pulled through the content, but they mm-hmm. wanted to see it, you know. Right, but you know, you're talking about story dungeon. EXs are difficult, yeah. and they should be, but I don't think they should be as difficult as Savage. I don't think everybody should have access to Savage. It's just everybody should have access. I don't think everybody should be able to do it unless you know your rotation, you're geared up, and you're confident in your abilities. Um, so that's that's where I draw the line. I think Coil was that spot that we we're like, should they put story behind something mm-hmm. that's difficult? I know when we were running it, we were like, yeah, we you know keep these idiots out. We don't they don't need <laughs> to do that. But well, you know, it, it spurned me on to do it. That's part of why I'm not raiding even casually. Right. As I've already seen the story, yeah, there's a second part to the last boss, but if honestly, if I hadn't already seen the story, I'd probably be at least trying. I see both sides. So I, I see really both do. sides. I I'm but I'm willing I'm willing to give up my desire to have content and story locked off for me so that everybody can see it. I do think the main story itself should be accessible. To Always, yeah. A side yep. story I can see having. The issue with Coil was that it was a continuation of the main story from 1.0. Yep. And I, yep. I think that was that was really the thing that made people go, "Well, I want to see what happens to Louisois." And not everybody could right off the bat. I think now it's very easy. And in mm-hmm. fact, we'll read later. Blue Mage will have access to Coil. So if you still haven't done Coil. I, I can't believe people still haven't done Coil, but didn't we? Dra- it, well, we, well, I think we only dragged all through Twintania. Well, we'll. I don't. I think we'll we... be headed back. <laughs> I really hope that there are abilities that can be learned in Coil. Oh, that I, would be kind of neat. Yeah, I would love to learn some from Twintania or from Melusine or from Bahaman himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would it would be very interesting to see that. So that's and that's kind of the intriguing thing about blue. But I will save that for the blue discussion because we have lots to talk about with blue. But until then, <laughs> we have a live uh, letter to talk about. Yep, yeah. we had the live letter was on Friday the twenty first. It was at too early in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I I caught up actually. While I was getting ready for work, uh, they they did do the they had the movie the the video and uh, they had lots of slides, so we had you know we have a lot of stuff we knew was coming you know we knew we were getting main scenario quests we knew we were getting side story quests including the Four Lords finale, so that so that is the last part and then even further Hildebrand adventures that's actually patch four point five six I still have a little bit of issue here I wish they would not 
put them together because it's yeah. really not something we're getting. You know, we're not getting image that day either. It, I, it makes it feel deceptive, even if it's not. It makes it feel like it to me. So anyway, uh, then uh, we're getting Blue Mage, and of course with that's coming new job quests, and of course as we know we're getting the Mass Carnival, and they point out that Blue Mage won't be implemented till a week after Patch Four Point Five. Yeah, yeah, for reasons yeah, they want yeah. us to play the story. I and get it. honestly, Ruby, I'm okay with it because sure. I will feel like I can just do the story for that week, and I can do the Twenty Four Man for that week. And I can work on the, the you know, I, and I, you know, it it gets hard when everybody drops everything to go level something. Even if I want to stay on white mage, I have trouble filling a party because people are all like, "I got to level blue mage up right now." Yeah, and it's going to lead to a burnout. Like when a new patch drops, you know, a lot of us take time off from work and you know things things to that nature, and that's all well and good. Not everybody has that luxury. And if you if you run and gun for an entire week to do story, four lords, 24-man raid every day or whatever, trying to get your drop, um, doing the other 24-man raid so you can build up on coins. Don't forget to do that. Um, and then I also have to level Blue Mage. You know, a couple weeks into that, I'm going to want to play something else or I'm going to want to take a break. And and we – the thing with having a main game – my god, y'all. I've been seeing this so <laughs> much from Twitch streamers, from people lately. I think it's because of Atlas. I don't know if you've seen much about Atlas, but Atlas has been kind of a train wreck. <laughs> um, and if you don't know, it's like a – it's an MMO, but it's more along the lines of ARK because it is ARK. Um and uh, people are, were kind of hoping, hey, I got a new main game that's going to come mm. up. I've been hearing this a lot. I'm waiting for a main game. I want a main game. Well, for Yelta and I, I, I can't speak for Yelta No, I consider 14 my main game. The other but one this is my no. main game. Yeah. 14 is my main game. And you can't just go hard. You can when a new expansion comes out. That's expected. When a new expansion comes out, like when that WoW expansion had come out a few months back, people went hardy. People who hadn't played WoW for for months, years, came back and went hard on it. My thing is when an expansion comes out, I want to play hard. When a patch comes out, I'm going to play a little hard. I definitely want to clear the story and stuff. But if you play your main game too hard, you're going to burn out. And you that main game needs to have some longevity. And maybe that's part of my old age too. I'm getting older and I just can't sit in my nasty drawers for a week straight stinking like I used to to play Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross and whatever else I was playing back in the day. But I just can't do that and keep interested in the game. And guys, if you've been a longtime listener of us, you know both Yelta and I have times where we're like, well, I ain't played again for two weeks. Mm-hmm. But that's because you know we, we found other interests and we're trying to – Get hungry again for this, and both Yeltsin and I are hungry for the new content, but we don't want to burn out on stuff. So going back to this, I'm okay with them releasing Blue Mage a week after so I can kind of slowly eat my little Thanksgiving feast and still have room for dessert a week later. For sure. That said, I understand people who are dying for Blue Mage should be like, but I want to. Well, uh I'm I'm just kind of accepting the way they've done it, and I can see the good side of it. But but can you see if Blue Mage was just an added job, if it was just a normal job and it didn't have like the learning mechanic to mm-hmm. it that we were going to do other stuff and learn it, it it would be a bullet point. It yep. wouldn't be 
That's me wanting to talk about Blue Mage. Okay, continue, continue. <laughs> We'll get there. Uh, we are getting a new instance dungeon, we know, the Gimlet Dark. That looks like where the war is going on. Uh, new trial. We're getting, of course, Seriu. New Alliance Raid. We've already said all this. Oh, the fourth installment of Eureka Hydro potatoes whatever it is it's water related mm-hmm. screenshots freaking beautiful i think we already talked about that yes yeah we're getting pvp updates uh 4.55 is getting the hidden gorge i read that they're gonna take down the other one of the other pvp modes to funnel people into the new one good i don't care i never yeah. did the other rival wings if they get rid of it it's fine with me i don't yeah. really give a well, shit well no, they're not it was like just temporary just oh. first comes out well too. Fine with me. Uh, yeah. I will have more to talk about on this, but I'm understanding mm-hmm. it's smaller and there's some stuff that makes it feel more like a MOBA and there's actually going to be like a like a bouncer, like a goblin bouncer yeah. that you, if you go through well, the well, center. Well, that he, sounds and interesting. we know that goblin. He's He was uh, one of the goblins from Alexander. Was it that iron asshole guy or whatever? I can't remember his name. Oh, okay. he's, also, he's also the fate in Eureka. Oh. Yeah, I think I read that somewhere. But no, it looks interesting. I, I don't know. I I still haven't done the last PvP one they added. Uh, they are adding a well a data center expansion. Europe and North America are both getting another data center with the reshuffle. Then and then in patch four point five seven, we're getting the world visit system. So we're gonna get reshuffled first, mm-hmm. right? And then we're gonna get where we can visit people. Yeah, so. they got to do that in a, in a certain order because if they try to do it all at the same time and it's a clusterfuck, we we may not have a game to play for <laughs> a few days. You know, what would have? Yeah, what if you like had visited another world that gets shuffled into a different data? I don't know how that would work. That'd be very odd. Be, could be bad. And of course, we had to have the slide that shows the arrows because yes, it's very important. To understand? We need eleven arrows to explain that. All right. And that's it for that set of slides. So good, good stuff. Uh, then let's see. Oh, the the big surprise was, of course, that the new gold saucer things Mahjong. And that that surprised a lot of people. He, what did Yoshida explain that he'd been playing a lot of time playing poker in Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption? Yes. And... Poker couldn't happen because there's different laws. Everybody associates poker with gambling, whether you're gambling or not. So it is it is restricted. Mm-hmm. So they showed some video here <clears throat> of them playing. They they have the they have what did he call them? They're they're the tables that set up themselves up. They're mechanical. Oh, I watched a video. Mm-hmm. Of course, this was one, one of. This is one of the hotly Googled topics after the live letter went on was how to play Mahjong. And I did that, looked it up. I watched a video. It was only a two-minute video. It didn't teach me shit. But I did notice that the tables have this mechanical thing where the tiles just rise up. And I was like, where did those tiles come from? Like I had to rewind it and just go like, what what, what the hell? No, no, there's a video that shows you how that works. They like dump the tiles in and it like – Spins them around and tumbles them and and makes them into the rows. 
I love the way the tiles look. The first video I watched, it was a very, it was like an aquamarine or jade color to mm. the backs of the tiles. And I've noticed in other videos I've watched because I was trying to learn this game, what the, they have multicolored bat. Like sometimes they're all purple or sometimes mm. all red or something. The tile sets are beautiful, and I really hope, I think they'll do it someday. Is sell a fourteen set of tiles. Of course, it's, it'll be Japanese exclusive or start there. But it would be very beautiful to have a mm-hmm. set of Final Fantasy fourteen, especially if um, they had tiles. art on them. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Just like the art from in game with the Namazu and, and such. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like the tiles in game when they're playing it, based on the screenshots, are just some tan or bamboo colored backs of the tiles, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I think it's somewhere in one of the interviews they talked about they went through a different company that actually has written a Mahjong engine. It's like a well-known mm-hmm. one. I don't know. So I don't think they actually wrote all this themselves. But, I'm uh, kind of glad for that. You, you know, know, I feel like the 24-man raid benefited from other other people writing the story and doing some of the things. And, and I can see people's argument going – you wasted time building a mini game within this. Well, outsource it. That's fine, especially something that we know is going to work and play well. So they're calling it Domen Mahjong. In Domen Mahjong, four players race to complete winning hands of 14 tiles with points awarded for speed and difficulty of the hand. The rules are based on those used in Japanese Mahjong, and players may compete against other players as well as NPCs. I'm so glad we can go against NPCs too, so. I can figure it out before I actually maybe play Absolutely. with someone else. So you can compete against three NPCs at Mahjong tables within the gold saucer. I'm assuming this is, isn't going... It sounds like it's not going to be like out on the field. I can play a triple triad and be queued up for a dungeon. Or I Yeah, it's going to be like the triple triad battle hall. You're going to have to queue up into the battle hall and sit yeah. down at the table. Yeah. Boo. That's well, okay. Part, well, I, part of the... Part of the reason I actually have done some triple triad is I have to stand here anyway because of my cue. So yeah, Final Fantasy Instance fourteen. I mean, <laughs> yeah. There you go. I like the look of this. Uh, they've got this one row that's got the uh, fedora and the sunglasses mm-hmm. here. I think he's like ready to play. Like maybe that needs to be my outfit when I play <laughs> mahjong. I have to get a, a slick mahjong outfit to yeah. put together. I don't know what you wear. Something like you were going to be in one of those uh, world poker tournaments or something uh-huh. for the uh, Texas Hold'em tournaments. You know, you got the sunglasses and the and the and the brimmed hat, and you've got to look all brooding and talk shit to the other players while you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll find a way to use the Matoya hat. There you go. There you go. Uh, or or the uh, what's the coral print? There's a jacket and a hat, isn't there? Mm. From that the items from that. Oh, it's an old fate. Anyway, yeah, you can play against other players. That's a ranked thing. So you have to, you can register for games solo by the duty finder. Then you'll be matched with three other players. Rating and rank may rise or fall depending on your final placement. So you can actually, you know, you'll, you should be challenging people in your rank then. So I I like that. Yeah. You can play together as preformed parties or against each other. Preformed, so you can register with preformed party via the duty finder. And then they talk about the ranking. Players are assigned the novice rank, and you may rise to higher ranks upon attaining a higher rating. Although you cannot be demoted while in the lower ranks, progressing to the higher ranks puts you at risk of demotion should you perform poorly. 
Mm-hmm. Moreover, players only players ranked first dan or higher can register for advanced mahjong ranked. Hmm. I, I actually kind of like that. They have I That's why I was always worried in like PVP. I you know, one time I queued up and I'm like you shouldn't be here. I literally got told. And I was like, "Oh, sorry." Yeah. Well, you know, if you're allowed to go into some mode, it should be acceptable that anybody can go into it. If they wall it off, then, you know, that tells you what what needs to be. You know, again, if there's not an eye level and you're able to perform in the dungeon at a 59 with 50 gear, <laughs> I guess it's acceptable. I shouldn't complain about it. But uh, oh. in this, yeah, I, I can uh, I can see why you would uh, you'd have ranked matches. I've actually seen I, – I saw Arthas, the, uh, the raider, uh, and he has Twitch streams. Uh, go, go watch Arthas. Um, he was saying he was very excited about Mahjong. I think he plays normally, like maybe uh-huh. with family or friends or something, and he actually likes Mahjong. He said it was the only thing he was excited for. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, but I guess if you have a love for a game, of course, that thing is going to uh, jump out at you. So, uh, yeah, I think there are – as much as I walked away from this, forgive me all, but I walked uh-huh. away from this going, what's the difference between this and Minesweeper or Pinball mm. on Windows? You know, I might as well be playing Solitaire on Windows. I don't have a – culturally, this isn't a game that I've ever played in my life. And just anyway, I don't really care for kind of card game kind of stuff. I mean I've gone to gone to Vegas a few times and played a few, uh, a few blackjack tables but um, don't really care for this kind of thing. Now, you know, in my days, you know, maybe with a 40 and a blunt, I've played some, uh, some, some uh, bones. I've played some dominoes back in my day. <laughs> Slam, slam some dominoes down, and I'd be really willing to play some dominoes in this game if everybody wanted to play some dominoes. I'll hit you with some dominoes. But anyway. <laughs> See, I, I actually had – that's really funny because uh, – well, first of all, I actually had a curiosity about Mahjong before this even. So that, you know, it actually was like, oh. At first I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Why would you put Mahjong in Final Fantasy XIV? And I saw the comments in our Discord group, actually, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm kind of excited for it, but, like, everybody's like, oh, that's gross. And then people were said stuff like Minesweeper or whatever, and I'm, I got to thinking, and I'm like, man, you could actually write a really cool themed Final Fantasy XIV Minesweeper game with some cute icons and stuff. Well, I mean, and I was being joking <laughs> I when know. I was talking about Minesweeper, but, you know, like, I wouldn't mind something like that being in the toy box. You know, mm-hmm. or like when we were talking about the Theat Rhythm game that came out for the, the uh, holiday event. I, I wouldn't mind that being in the toy box. This is bigger. This is bigger this than is the bigger. toy box. Yep. And the again, you can't always cater to Western audiences. They also have to cater – I'm not trying to be culturally minded mega here. But, but at the same time, they have a huge Japanese and Asian audience. A lot of people play Mahjong. And it's going to be an important pull for a lot of Asian players. Uh, you've got a Chinese market that's going to eat this up like no business. Um, you've got the Korean market. You've got all of Japan. And you've got tons of Western players and European players that that is going to uh, that's going to eat this up as well. Uh, I may not be one of them, but you don't have to make every content for me. Again, with Blue Mage, not every content is <laughs> for you. Not everything is hand-tailored to you. 
But you have a lot of people, even the American, European, you know, uh, non, you know, Asian countries. There's a lot of us play this game who are very, very curious about those kind of things. They, we, I've never played mahjong for real in real life, but I've been curious about it. I'm sure other people are too. In, in, and even if you are, you might be like me, and you're like, I don't understand why you would think of Final Fantasy, Fantasy 14, and be like, oh. Because this never had Mahjong in it before, right? Right. And this could actually teach a lot of people Mahjong. It could actually be an increase of Mahjong players worldwide. I mean, really, there's going to be a lot of people who are curious, like yourself, that are going to say, I've never played. I have no reason not to play it. Let's try. Let's learn. Learning is fun. All right, then we are going to have to learn how to fly Air Force One. Yeah. Yeah, that is the new gate they're adding. I There's some screenshots here. Oh, by the way, I, we're, I don't know if we said it. We're going down Gamerscape's article with all of Thank you, Gamerscape. We're, we're stealing your stuff. No. <laughs> but uh, it is an on-the-rail shooter. It, it appears as a gate. I almost never do gates, Ruby. But, you know, this one looks fun. It looks like it's a, you just kind of fly around or rail around Mm -hmm. and shoot the little targets and get points it'll be something to do you know once a week or something uh sometimes you know work on our challenge log or something and some of the challenges are do complete some fates or gates if i see it i'll do it for sure yeah yeah all right, there's also more gold saucer awards they're adding over the remainder of the 4.x series. So there's a new mount. It is, they said it will probably, they may replace Fender as the most expensive MGP mount. It is a giant gold saucer. I mean, literally, it's a giant cactar. Where do you even ride on it? Where? I, oh, the, the, I think the lolipop on, the on his arm. It's on his arm. The arm that's pointing upward with the chocobo on it. Oh, yeah. There's a lala oh, yeah. fell there. It's a blue mage lala fell too yet, looks Ooh, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I think that looks hilarious. It oh, oh, my God. It flies and it's got giant balloons, Ruby. Yes. Oh, my God. It doesn't have the balloons when it's on the ground. This thing is ridiculous, but for some reason, I think I'm in love. <laughs> it, it It's cute. And, you, you know, I mean, it's themed... It's themed appropriately. There's weapons and armor in the gold saucer that are themed gold saucer. They're kind of gaudy, but that's sort of the point. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it is what it is. It's cute. All right. They're going to do some housing adjustments. Thank goodness for this one. Mm. Right now we have all these items you can interact with. And if you put too many in your house, and we have had too many in our house. Yep. Too many foods and stuff to sort of make our lovely dining table look good all the little interactive things sometimes they disappear yes so uh they're going to uh items that can be interacted with will be altered so they don't disappear on the screen additionally the arrows that appear over them indicating they can be interacted with will only appear now once you move close to them so though you can still eat the food you can still click on it but you have to get close to it i hope it's pretty close because really if i don't i'm not gonna try to eat eat it halfway across their house anyway mm-hmm. they also need uh, to get rid of the food buffs i just don't understand in this game it's not no, wow there's no, well there's no reason first of all it's not a better buff i could see if it was like a really good buff and gave you four percent 
XP bonus or something? Something for like low level Yeah, fix or that. Make it a 4% XP buff. I'll use it. Yeah, Otherwise, so. no. Yeah. Uh, I, I pretty much only eat food when I'm learning new content, clearing new content, or need I a little bit of an edge. I just keep F steaks on me, like really cheap yeah. ass steaks, because the food buffs don't really matter in dungeons other than the 3%. XP mm-hmm. bonus. I always eat when I'm leveling, though. You have to. You should. Yep. If you're you not. You should. Otherwise, you're... Tisk tisk. Tisk tisk. <laughs> They're also adding some furniture items. They showed a new fish tank. That thing looks kind of amazing. Yeah. I, I'm in love with that. Yeah. It's really right there. The, the fat cat sofa. I don't think I need one, but it is kind of hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then the painting set is adorable. Yes. I don't know why we have giant buckets of paint for the painting set, but okay. Maybe. I don't know. Sure. It's cute. I think, were these? Oh, the new fish tank set is based off of a battle with a certain primal. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Well, there's a moon and some fall trees. Hmm. hmm. Who, what primal has, has the a moon? moon? <laughs> All right. Then they talked some more about the data center expansion that, of course, is patch 4.57. They need to do a stress test on the servers to make sure, to see how many players a single world can handle. And uh, he, he mentioned that there's a system in place that will prioritize the residents of that world over those who would be visiting. So if I log in and I'm on another server and I want to come back to Excalibur, it sounds like I'm going get to get in if the server's close to full. And it'll, like, maybe, if too many people are trying to get in, it'll prevent people who don't actually come from Excalibur. So we'll see how that works. I'm I don't know. I'm not I'm I'm sure some of us will move around a bit, but I don't really plan on playing too much. I mean, I guess if we want to go to a map party or something, we could all go to another server or something, but Well, yeah, and when we were on Phoenix Down, you know, it'd been nice to move over My there and to be a yeah. part of their stuff and have actually decent gear to wear instead of <laughs> You know, demanded Santa Claus gear. Yeah, yeah, made outfit stuff from the mailbox. It's jammed (laughs) full of stuff when you when you create a new character. So uh, I think there will be some stuff that's good for it. And I think as we get more content in 5.0, I think my God, Ruby, shut up about this. But Blue Mage is a is a portend for other open world Mm -hmm. content. So I hope that they're listening to that and that if I'm going to join your world. There better be some open world content I can do while I'm over there. Because right now, actual gameplay created stuff, really open world content. We could do Fates together. We could do Treasure Maps together. Yeah, really, that's it. Right? So, but then, you know, fan made stuff. We could go and visit someone who's putting on a play or having a party or doing a mm-hmm. role play or something. So, you know, all of that, all of that's great. But there's not really too much of a draw. Otherwise, otherwise, if I'm going to run content, we could just what we do now is use the the party finder, right? You know. All right, machinist monk and white mage will get some adjustments in 4.5. So we'll see what happens. It sounds like they're going to buff them. So yeah, that's in the interviews we'll be talking about next. They they give some examples of what they're going to be doing. But. Uh, no, so a lot of the stuff, in fact, they, the way they put this is basically, I think they're probably going to overbuff them till 5.0 because they're going to do some rebalancing and stuff. So I think, right? I think it's just, and I think they did that before, didn't they? Do like, is it Astrologian or something before? They buffed a couple jobs before Stormblood. 
came out. And they're like, yeah. we know it's broken, but don't worry about it. Right. It's a catch-up patch anyway. Who yeah, cares? Yeah, it's not... I don't know. All the world firsts have happened, guys. All right, Yoshida spent a few minutes playing around with the new trial, Wreath of Snakes. We will battle with Sayu. Yay. Uh, and Yoshida noted the arena might be up high. And hopefully that railing will stay in place. You know it won't. Ha, ha, ha. I'm going to fall off. I'm going to fall off. It looks cool. Uh, th- these slides don't do it justice if you... If, I think it actually looks like a, quite a pretty... A uh, pretty area to do the Yeah, the trailer on. shows it off much yeah. better. I always wonder, how, how how are we getting to half of these platforms? I suppose a lot of them were dropped off on airships, but they're like, here's a giant platform. Go. What always baffles me when you're doing storyline and the NPCs are like, I'll meet you over in Braugar's Reach, or I'll meet you over there in such and such, and you know they're running or taking mm-hmm. Chocobo or whatever else, and you're like, okay, let me just port... Yeah, well, and I think there's lore reasons, too. Not everybody can teleport. Yeah, we have magic in our loins. (laughs) Magic fills me. Wink, wink. Oh, my goodness. All right, then the second half of the broadcast was pretty much Yoshida playing around on Blue Mage. He explained lots of stuff, and uh, he included some new, new information about the game's first limited job. I want to point out, by the way, that I think they shouldn't have used the word limited job because limited sounds bad. Again, yes. I think they should have called them special jobs or something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like like they use the word limited, which means something bad. It means I can't do everything. And I realize that that is actually actually really the case, yes. But it also means that... We're doing other things. So it's limited in, o- in only one sense, but it is vastly different in another. So you're focusing on a negative word. I coach people at my job, and I teach them how to speak to customers and mm. things like that. And I would not tell a customer, uh, sir, we're limited to what we can you know, and say, like, we have options. So maybe it's an optional job, something like that. Yeah, I think they could have used a, a better word. So... That's just nitpicky of me. Uh, Blue Mage is going to have a job quest every five levels. There's going to be an NPC requiring you to obtain a specific ability. They will be learned solo in a party and don't require you to be hit with the attack. You simply need to have enmity on the monster. And so that's pretty much anything, right? It's like Mm -hmm. basically I don't even have to touch it. I can heal a tank and get enmity. And for it to use the ability. So don't kill it too fast. It actually has to use the ability. And then you will have a percentage chance to learn the ability. Yoshida said during the stream that there's a 30% chance to learn Bad Breath and 20% chance to learn Sardine Toss. Mm. And the percentages are attributed to each monster and do not change change on base things based like party size. Yoshida, of course, got both of these on his first attempt. Not that hacks. 20% hacks. 20% and 30% isn't bad. It's, it's when you get down to the, like... There's going to be a 5% or a 2%. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, when Twintani has a 2% that you can learn <laughs> yeah. dive, you know. Dive I'm hoping bomb. some of them are a little bit rare, uh, you know. Oh, I would – that's the whole point. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, what's the point? We'll farm them all up in one afternoon. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you learn them every five levels, mm-hmm. womp, womp. Womp, womp. How's it different then? All right. Uh 
but I but I think they have to give us some every few levels because otherwise, what if you just got super completely unlucky? You can even farm. All right. Uh, they also mentioned Blue Mage's staff isn't important to the job, Mm-mm. as important as the arm and accessory armor and accessories are. And it's a caster, so get your caster gear ready. It's int based. So yep. Uh, it sounds like they're they're not going to go through. It doesn't sound like and and add a bunch of blue mage weapons to stuff or anything because it's not. You know really... they they talk later about the um the prizes coming out of the mass carnival and they don't they don't actually say what prizes are going to be other than it's not going to be worth it to other people but it, the blue mages will like mm-hmm. it. I think we'll get some some good glamour out yep. of Mar- mass carnival. Yeah, I'm hoping so too. All right, they showed us the spell book and a lot of question marks on them. You're going to get a green dot inside the spell book when you learn something. And from there, you can set it as one of your 24 actions. And you'll also be able to save up five different action configurations for your blue mage. Uh, we saw a closer look of the mass carnival. This looks pretty interesting. I actually really like this. It tells Me you what too. you're going to fight, shows you what you're going to fight. I think you get to see what the what the the mobs are, what their weaknesses are, what stuff you should bring to the fight, what your rewards are going to be. You're going to get what is that? You got gill, and those are ally points, or what are those? That's a yeah, one. those yeah, allied seals mm-hmm. or tomes or whatever they call them now. Yeah, and then uh, of course some tomes, so that's good. And there's multiple phases. I think different waves of monsters and stuff. And these aren't random, so they're just static. So, but just kind of nice. So, well, yeah. And then you plan your your um, strategy accordingly. Mm-hmm. And it it sounded to me like you you can you can set up what you're going to go into with, but you need to set up in advance what elements and abilities you're going to bring in because they're going to be back to back to back. You're not going to get a phase that you can fix something in between. You're going to fight one and then it's going to, because there are three phases in a row and you're going to fight one and the next one's going to come out and the next one's going to come out and you need to be prepared with what's, what's going to come next. So. All right. To get all the blue mage out of your system. For now, till we get to the, uh, till we get to the, uh, (laughs) the the articles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do we do we have lastly we have the them selling stuff section? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh what is this? A wedding? It's a package? real wedding. It's a real wow. wedding package. A Final Fantasy fourteen wedding plan. That's interesting. Can you be any other race than here? here? <laughs> I, don't... I don't think there's Fantasia potions in real life. What's the random white dude in the background? What's he doing? Yeah, I always got to have a random white dude in the background. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know what he's doing because it looks like he's touching her ass. Oh, he's more. grabbing her ass. It's like, okay. It's a shrunken down human that's grabbing the lady's wedding ass. Okay, well, cool. and, and, well, and then, like, there's a bride and groom, but they're floating in air. I don't know. Oh, I don't yep, know how to put together yep. this image, but it's weird. Well, just like when you float in the air after the Moogle <laughs> pronounces you man and wife and you kiss oh. and then the flying balloon. Oh, oh that's what it is. That's sure. Exactly. Surely. I better float. If I buy one of these wedding <laughs> packages, I better float. Oh, they're going to dye my hair purple. It looks like they're going to dye your hair purple, right? Yeah. Right? 
But the uh, outfits do look true to form. Mm-hmm. They do look like the Final Fantasy XIV wedding outfits. So I, I hope it's a cool package. A lot of people do interesting things. Like I've talked about before, I've done, we spent more time planning our 14 in-game wedding than our real-life weddings. So, you know, to some people, this is going to be, well, we've seen on Twitter and on Facebook and on other places, people who have thrown Final Fantasy fourteen themed weddings and have yeah. had cakes and all, all sorts of stuff. And then we have chicken nuggets. Yeah, yeah, they have a limited time flavor of Karaage Kun chicken nuggets, and it was crafted specially under the Final Fantasy fourteen team's supervision. It is fried garlic sesame oil flavor. That's called limit limit break flavor. Oh, wow, <laughs> limit break flavored. I don't know what a limit break lick a limit break. Li- I lick. have never tasted a limit break. I've never licked a limit break. No, mm. no. First time for everything. Well, and isn't it? Uh, oh, who is it who really, really loves the chicken nuggets? Soaking. Soaking. Yes. Soaking oh, loves this shit. And he's in that shit. picture underneath there. He's holding up the. Yeah, chicken that nuggets. when I turned on the live letter because of course it was you know crack of dawn or whatever, I and I turned on. This is the first image I saw. I turned on the television in the bedroom, and Soken is holding up a meteor imprinted chicken nugget. And Yoshida is stuffing his face in this picture. Wow, indeed. I, I just, I think it's funny that they have so many tie-ins and promotions and other stuff. Uh, all right, we're also getting a, let's see, announcing the piano collections, Final Fantasy XIV. Mm. Oh, a two-disc piano arrangement album with new tracks that were recorded just for the album. All right. That's on sale on Wednesday, March 6th. So... Very cool. They have not announced the price on that yet. They they have a lot of stuff. Oh, and then we have a Alpha. Yeah, Alpha got a lot of shout outs in yeah. this because no, uh, not only is there this Alpha doll, I guess, or action figure or whatever you want to call it here. Uh, Alpha is also going to be in the new uh, Chocobo Dungeon re-release that's on the Switch as a job. There's oh. a there'll be an Alpha job there, and I'm actually looking forward to uh, to playing Chocobo Dungeon. I've, I've never played, played one it of before. Those, I think. I yeah, think I, I think fun. it was on PlayStation, and I've never played it before. So it'll be fun to have that mobile on the Switch and to be able to have something 14 related inside. Very cool. Yeah. All right, and we also have some. This is. A few Japanese uh, media interviews kind of all put together and translated. Thank you, Reddit. Thank you. Uh, who actually did it? Uh, Carrie, Ruff- Carrie of Light, Ruff- of Light Carrie actually of Light. Uh, posted it. So This is great. You want a break? You want to cover Ugh, this? You, you, you go for it. Okay, I'll, I will do so. This is exciting to me uh, because we got a lot of good news that's going in there. It is huge. I will post this or we will post this on the uh, on the website uh, with our episode here so you can go back and read it for yourself because I think there's a lot of stuff that's in here that um, is very important as we go through the 4.5 patch cycle and into 5.0. I'm really going to cover the bold print here. Mm-hmm. I think the bold print is what's uh, important to this. If you have not finished 4.4, you need to do so before you read this stuff because there there are spoilers involved. Um, main scenario quests, um, they're going to talk about – and also, if you haven't finished patch 4.4, cut it off right here because I am going to read this stuff here. <laughs> yep, yep. Read um, the spoilers, man. So, okay. 
of course, we know the Scions have fallen out. They're empty, and they seem soulless. That's coming in the part two of patch 4.5. 4.5 part one is going to end in like a major cliffhanger, and we're all going to go, what? Uh, basically, it's going to say you had to end it here, but we're going to get those uh, the answers in part two. And the Warrior of Light will reach a turning point in patch 4.5, but we all know that Warrior of Darkness stuff is coming. Uh, the new instance dungeon, uh, the Gimlet Dark is a place where the clash against the Empire finally begins. It's a place near the border of Alamigo and the Empire, and the image is the war is about to outbreak. Uh, but we knew that that, that area is where we were going to be. Uh, characters from various nations will be involved in the battle. Uh, out of the whole Final Fantasy XIV story, where is the climax of 4.5 located? The answer to that is, let's say we called the story arc that started in 1.0 and the current flow of the main story quest. They're calling that the Hydaelyn and Zodiac arc. That That is about 60% of the way through <laughs> right now. Wow. So we're going to see that. And I think that that lines up with the the um, interview that we shared uh, 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 with uh, Koji Fox. He he was saying that we're getting a lot of Zodiac and Hydaelyn here, so we're really going to start to see that stuff. So uh, Famitsu asks a ton of questions. I'm going to skip a lot of this stuff, but uh, the answer to the Solus Scions, will it be answered here? Half and half. Uh, why is the Warrior of Light turning the Warrior of Darkness? Why are they unconscious? Whose voice is calling us? Finding these answers depends on how you interpret all the hints and keywords. Part 1 will add important scenes, but the answers to these questions are going to be in Part 2. Uh, will this be nice for the scenario lovers? Uh, I, I think so. The trailer will have many scenes that weren't in the previous trailer, and personally for Yoshida, the trailer is going to be another part of the story. When you watch the trailer, you might even get more confused. And I think we were, because it was just a <laughs> hodgepodge of shit that was going on there. Let's move into job adjustments. Um, bold print that's written here. Uh, don't worry about updating your weapon and armor for Blue Mage. It's not going to matter a whole lot. It shares the same gear as the other casters. Um, let me cover these big things here. Job adjustments. They understand machinists and monks are sending feedback regarding the job system itself. But a lot of those huge changes usually need to wait until the expansion, and they're sorry to keep people waiting. They want players to understand with that in mind that the final job adjustments for the three jobs in 4.5, and we talked about that earlier, that was White Mage, Machinist, Monk, will be about increasing their numbers, potencies as much as they can. Uh, during the live letter, they said the devs were split into two factions when they decided this. One said, we should buff them even if it means nerfing them in 5.0. And the other saying, we're going to rebalance them all in 5.0 anyway, so we should just wait. People will be mad because they're going to they're gonna feel like they got nerfed when 5.0 hits. We're all going to feel nerfed anyway because we'll be... Exactly. <laughs> well, everybody's going to have to learn new rotations. Yeah. You know, that's just the fact of it. Uh, this implies that machinists, monks, and white mages will get buffs for 4.5 as a band-aid, but they will be nerfed in 5.0 when they balance everything out. And I don't know if they're necessarily going to be nerfed. It's just going to feel like that because we're all going to learn new rotations and we'll all have new abilities, right? Uh, however, patch 5.0 might change the job's mechanics, and there's a possibility we will have to adjust those increased numbers depending on the entire balance of 5.0. So, again, a Band-Aid's coming, but it, it may not be a permanent fix. All right, let's talk about Beautiful Blue Mage. 
Uh, again, uh, upgrading the weapon or whatever is not that important. The artifact gear will be a set of the level 50 weapon and a full set of the level 50 armor. There will be 49 blue magic spells in total at level 50, but they already have around about 128 spells developed and are planning to add more, uh, add them in order in the future. That's awesome. There are no set bonuses for blue magic, but there are combo-ish elements such as use a certain debuff on the enemy and add a certain ability that deals a huge amount of damage. So kind of like I was messing with PvP, Yelta, this weekend, Mm -hmm. and Machinist has one. We talked about this last episode about a target bind and burst, right? So like if a a target is bound or it's like... um, uh, uh, some kind of a debuff is on them. Your abilities will do a stronger hit. I think that's what they're referring to here. So if you bind them first and then you hit them with a certain blue magic spell, it'll do like double damage or something, right? Uh, there are cases where instant death debuffs work on some bosses. He said that in a way that implies the first or second boss of that content, which I think is great because, you know, if we're going to have to run Karn 50 times to get an ability... And it says that in here about there is something difficult to get in the sunken temple of Karn. Um, if we're going to have to do that, I might as well be able to like instant death the first boss or something so we can, <laughs> we can do this over and over, right? Uh, there are ways around like higher learning level blue magic spells from a way stronger opponent by getting someone with a high level to carry you. Yoshida's never been shy about carries. If you're a 1.0 mm-hmm. player and we were doing those those wolf parties. I don't know if you remember that for, oh, yeah. for trying wolf to get camp. people leveled up. Mm-hmm. Wolf camp parties. Uh, he was like, we don't care if you if you get uh, carried. So Yoshida's never really been anti-carry. Uh, Fates and treasure hunt can give you experience, but the experience you gain by beating normal trash mobs in the open world is way higher. Way is capitalized for Blue Mage compared to other jobs, which allows you to reach level 20 pretty comfortably. That's nice. Uh, the Mass Carnival has basic rewards like Gil, Allegan, Tombstones, and Allied Seals. Good eye on that, Yalto. Mm-hmm. And special bonuses for meeting certain conditions, such as receive zero damage to beat it and beat it as fast as possible. That's cool. Uh, the rewards for Mass Carnival this time isn't something that all players want, and instead rewards that Blue Mages specifically want. Okay. There are no plans to have beating the Mass Carnival as a condition to enter specific content, since this will lead up to Blue being involved in balance with the other jobs. There is no plans, I feel like, currently for mm-hmm. that. That may be something they reevaluate later. Um, when the level cap for Blue is raised, higher tiers of the Mass Carnival will also be added. The schedule for Blue Mage's level cap increase. The next time he will probably be after patch 5.0 after is capitalized. Implying 5.05 or 5.1. It might be difficult to expect the level cap to reach level 80 during 5.0. I, I think that'll... I don't think the level cap for Blue Mage Yelta will ever reach the level cap for the normal jobs. Yeah. Until after an expansion is I know, released. And I, know, I know that's one of the things that makes people pretty... Pretty sad is, is sure they, 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 that locks you out of all. Well, right now it would lock you out of all of the level seventy stuff. Yeah, all the only it. caveat I would have to that is if they develop, let's say Puppet Master is the next one for for my friend Excalibur. Let's say Puppet Master is the next one. 
Um, I feel like if they added another limited job and it went through the same progression as this, maybe they would think about doing something different for Blue Mage because we have another limited job to level. But until that happens, I don't think we're going to see much. Yeah. All right. These are some interesting interesting conversations from the Blue Mage portion of uh, Game Watch interview and then also uh, Famitsu. Game Watch. I was there when you announced Blue Mage at FanFest. But everyone was after everyone was hyped. I started to hear confusion in their voices. Uh, Yoshida said he he had a safety net when he talked about blue, and every time someone asked about blue, he said, "Well, we can't implement it in the normal fashion. Blue is about learning." But of course, everyone doesn't read interviews. I got the community teams around the world to investigate players' reactions to blue, and over seventy percent of them were positive. Louder voices tend to stand out. But when you check all sorts of social media, the investigators have shown that most people are looking forward to it. Whichever way, players will get to find out for themselves. And as someone who has test played it over and over again, I can guarantee it's a fun job. Game Watch. If you form a pre-made party, can you participate in all level 50 content? There is some content you can't join. How about Coils of Bahamut and Crystal Tower? If you have a pre-made party, you can enter Coil. You have to have a pre-made alliance to enter the Crystal Tower, which can be done. I bet people mm-hmm. will do I've, that. I've done it. Yep. Uh, Famitsu asks, what made you decide? Uh, when we release an expansion, we have discussions about what jobs to add, and in the end, we are left with a bunch of plans, and after the battle system team gives their opinions, I have final decision. Even though Blue Mage came up as a candidate multiple times, it became one of those jobs we can never add to 14 because the charm of enjoying the process of learning is stronger than just using everything you already have as your job. In previous Final Fantasy titles, there are a lot of players who cleared the game, then went back to learn all those moves from monsters and ignoring the scenario. On top of that, those moves they learned were really out of balance and deliberately so. After debating over Blue as a candidate until the end of time, with the special trait where Blue's gameplay differs so much from other jobs, we came to a conclusion that Blue should be about learning. If we made a Blue a normal job with party play in mind, there's a high risk of other players forcing you to bring certain actions. But a Blue who doesn't have the learning process isn't something we call a Blue Mage. There are the reasons we scrapped the blue idea in the previous expansions, but after Stormblood was released, the number of players didn't stagger drop and instead increased. This was when we started thinking we shouldn't stay in our cage and be bound by the word MMORPG. Instead, we should treat it like an online game that has all sorts of content. I want to just stop there for a second because I think it's important Yoshida's thinking process on this, and I'm going to get to, you know, some some letters that we've received and and a discussion about blue for the final time. I'm going to discuss it, but I think the bold print here that says we all came to the conclusion that blue should be about learning. If we want to talk one last time about what the soul or the identity of a blue mage is, it is about learning, and if you're not learning your abilities. You're not a blue mage. That comes from Yoshida. That comes from Final Fantasy itself. And he went back and played other Final Fantasies to feel that. Yoshida's not creating things in a vacuum. He is relating this to all the other Final Fantasies, whether you believe that that is the soul, spirit, or 
what a blue mage should be. All right, I'm going to skip some of this other stuff, but they do say, like, what about... Um, why not just give a black mage... Uh, why not? Why not let let Blue Mage use fire too, or or something like that? And they said, when we create content, it's us devs think have to think two or three steps ahead of what players end up reaching in the end. The obvious, just just let them learn during job quests and make it look like you learned it. In regard to Blue Mage, was expected, but then the question, why does it even need to be a Blue Mage? Then arises. Famitsu says that's not learning at all. Yoshida says it all comes down to if you try to please everyone, somebody's going to say this ain't no blue mage. Mm -hmm. Famitsu says I can already smell a don't interpret learning like that. Yoshida, that's also one of the reasons why we couldn't implement blue mage. Our conclusion was we may as well make it into solo content that you can enjoy on your own. And that way 14 can have jobs that leap over boundaries and have a wider range of gameplay. And we should run it. Uh, we should run through with it. Does that mean limited jobs came after Blue Mage? Yoshida says, Near the end of development, we thought, what should we call these? And the lore team gave us a sample and and easy to understand name, which was the limited job, and we went with it. Uh, and then they talk about what the main weapon is and participating in content. Here's another bold print. In a previous live letter, you mentioned how Blue Mages aren't good at party content or something along those lines. But can you team up to learn blue magic, right? Uh, Yoshida, there's some content that will display blues cannot join this content. But you can form a party to go through magic – to go learn magic from dungeons and primals. What about normal dungeons? If it's a fixed party before you queue, you can participate. We've tested dungeon content with four blues and we had more fun than we anticipated. Yell to that word again. I know. I know. I, fun. Fun, not, not balance or – rewards or mm -hmm. or, or it's just or yes we had to balance to this so it works with the other parties don't forget people we're also going to get other jobs that are not limited jobs that are coming okay um i'm gonna skip through a lot of this stuff uh what is the mass carnival like uh, it is a puzzle game with monsters. It's an arena where you fight through phases one through three with different types of monsters. Some only have one phase and others have three in a row. The key is what combination of blue magic allows you to wipe out the monsters in the most efficient way. And then he goes into specifics there that I won't read, but I am very excited to see how the uh, mass carnival uh, whips out. Will uh, Let me PvP with blue mage in the future. How about that one? Some people in the dev team have also said that. I understand you are concerned with the blue system, but you can do all of that after actually playing it. Fun to play and play to have fun are concepts that makes this job seem like a console game, but it's a brushed up but it's brushed up to make you feel I'm using a proper new 14 job. Jumping into content with friends who are all blue maged is damn fun. So when you're not doing the mass carnival, please go enjoy this and that content is blue. Will Blues catch up to level 80 during 5.x? If we keep raising the level cap at that pace, us developers and players will all faint. <laughs> um, so it doesn't sound like we'll be doing PvP with Blue Mage anytime soon, but um, it's damn fun regardless. So see, they they could they see PvP is one arena where I think they could dumb it down, assign it some stuff and whatever. Well, but, PvP you know. needs a revamp anyway, and I, I think that's that could be something that could be mixed in there because you don't necessarily have to have the learning system to do PvP. If you said, we're going to go ahead and give you these things, PvP is a different entity. 
You know, it's a different mini game in itself. So if you said Blue Mage is going to have these abilities out of its 49 set and that's the way it is for PvP, then I'm on board with that because at that point PvP is the mini game, not Blue Mage. Mm-hmm. But in the open world content, Blue Mage itself is the mini game. And I stick by that. Blue Mage is a mini game. Blue Mage is a it's a job that's a mini game. But yep, yep. it's going to be damn fun. For sure. It's, it sounds like it's going it's, if it's really fun and you know something that you can s- do solo and play and challenge yourself or, and leveling up and I don't know I like leveling up a lot of people are like leveling up isn't content but to me leveling up is part of my content I mean and- let's let's look at Eureka in that sense they've made Eureka and I think for the better into two types of content when you go into it and three what we're gonna read about here soon. Mm-hmm. The first is the leveling process. Then the second is the is the catch them all. I got to get all these abilities or what have you, d- depending on what what phase of Eureka you're in. So the leveling is an important part of the process, and uh, we shouldn't forget the leveling. I think where fourteen had gotten at the end of uh, 3.0 and really into 4.0 was that you rush through the leveling as quickly as possible. And then we do endgame. And everything is endgame. Everything was EX Primals and everything was Savage content. And that tends to a burnout. You, you, it hit a crescendo with the ultimate fights where they made an ultimate fight in 4.1 and 4.3. And people were expecting an ultimate fight in 4.5. I'm a little sad they didn't add that, but I get why they didn't. Um, this content caters more to me than it does the ultimate people, ultimate raiders, and I'm sorry for them, honestly, for that. But you got to a point where everything was endgame, Yalta. Everything was about mm. the end game. We have to make more content for the level 70 people. More, 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 hard, hard, hard. And um, that gets tiring. That lacks creativity. How can the if the team is just making hard fights, all they're doing is making battle content, hard fights, and it it goes back to we're just doing the same shit over and over. And I was really getting sick of hearing about the same this, shit over this and over. This isn't a reskin of something else. Nope. You know, this isn't just take a primal, give it a couple of different, you know, run run a random randomizer of all, you know, pick pick three mechanics for the first phase and pick four different mechanics for the second phase and reskin it and put a nice piece of music over it and give it uh, some weapon drops and a mount drop and something you can make into uh, a chokeable barding. Exactly. This is different. This is something new and different and that kind of is exciting for me. It may not be everything I wanted. It may not be even particularly for me i've not i've never i don't even know if i played blue mage in 11 i don't even i couldn't name a blue mage from another game i know of them so yeah you know this might not even be for me but this very and they keep bringing up fun and you can play with other people which really trumped my more solo content you know me and it's like Mm -hmm. yeah but you know you can play with other people you can't play bleeding edge stuff you can yeah you can only play old content. I'm doing air quotes because that was one of the pe- people's, what, you really wanted a job you can't play anything relevant on? And I'm like, well, if I'm playing it and having fun, then it's relevant, isn't it? Oh, but but also think about all the content that they've made for this game that nobody runs mm-hmm. because it's old content. 
And the fact that the one dungeon that they shout out in this is Karn. Mm-hmm. Karn is I like one of Karn. the best <laughs> fucking dungeons in this game. And to think that people I, – every time I run Karn, people have no clue where to put the stone heads mm-hmm. and what – like why do I have doom? What am I supposed to do? And and it's fun for me. I, it's fun to watch people wipe to that uh-huh. shit and go, ah, you don't have any I'll fucking clue what to, to do. You and- you know, I I liked dungeons that I that we could die in. I remember dying. I can hear the Karn music in my head yeah. right now. Well, it's it's wonderful. Was it Temtara hard? Didn't that one kill us a few times because you know, in the in the first lighthouse, I we oh, didn't even yeah. we didn't even finish. I went with my raiding group and we didn't even finish within the Those time. Those dogs. Out. Yeah, it Holy was shit. we 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 wiped on the boss a couple times. I I don't think you always have to understand everything the first run through and it's not Mm -hmm. wasted time if it's fun and that's where i'm like if if blue mage is fun then even though you're only running stuff up to level 50 in and you're leveling off of fates and you're leveling fates isn't my favorite thing Fuck, Yelta. It's like a life lesson. Like, mm -hmm. when you don't enjoy learning anymore in life, you kind of die. And the fact that blue mage is learning... Mm -hmm. And learning is fun. You know, we've been taught that since Sesame Street, right? Learning is fun. Learning is fun. But but whenever we have lost the fun in learning things and all we want to do is just show our prowess, I know everything. I know my rotation. I'm the best. I have orange parses and all that. And all you're doing is beating dummies and beating these high-level balls. And that is fun for some people. It's not fun for everybody. But we've lost the concept that learning is fun that we don't want to run old dungeons or when we run something old and you roll your eyes because you got Bray flocks and somebody's pulling all the ads like an idiot and they're running in the stuff. And, uh, oh, but, but then they're completely enchanted when you run over and save that goblin and you get an extra chest. Well, right? it's just, you know, I mean, it's, you, you just have to learn to enjoy again, and I feel like Blue Mage is going to take us to a place where we're going to learn to enjoy again. Okay, I'm going to shut up about goddamn Blue Mage for now <laughs> because we I'm have four excited. lords. Yeah, there's four. I'm four super lords. excited. Uh, I'm super excited. There, this is the wrapping up of it, right? So, and they yeah, so it. we're. We're hitting near the end. We're getting near the end of it. Uh, the bullet points here uh, with regards to what's going to happen to Koryu, it will be revealed. And, of course, they do have the ending to the story ready. Those who played eleven, Final Fantasy eleven, will probably be satisfied with how Tenzin lived in the fourteen world. Interesting. Maybe that Phoenix sword will come into play. <laughs> Sarayu is Ikemen, good-looking guy. Oh, sexy. So sexy snake men drawings will be happening soon. Ah, <laughs> oh, my lewd channel. There you go. Oh, my God. Uh, this will be the last trial. He did say primal, but they're not primals. For the 4.x series, so it makes sense. Uh, to answer the question, why aren't we getting Amaterasu? We've talked about this mm-hmm. before. We thought Too we much. were going to get this. Yeah. This is the only primal of the three we haven't seen in 4.x. The other two are Susano and Sukiyomi. He said... Amaterasu's art direction was too similar to Lakshmi, so that idea was gone in the early stages of development. That's sad. I really wanted to see her. You know, I thought that would be what we got with well, the, and maybe the purple throw and black. Some, maybe they'll throw something in later if they've got. Some, yeah. If they've done some work on it, it's too much like Lakshmi. That doesn't mean that we won't need a pretty lady in another expansion. Sure. Sure. 
So, okay, but nice that they addressed it. Uh, Yoshida personally felt like the ultimate move phases for Byako and Suzaku were too long. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> so he told the young devs in charge of the primals who are like challenging, who like challenging new things to keep in, keep that in mind. And Saryu was created after he told them that. Saryu's rewards will be a weapon, a rare crafting item like the other primals or the chocobo armor for the chocobo armor and a tabletop housing item. Note and the dog. The doggo, which I think is one of the better ones of the set. I like Mm, the blue. Hydratos, Eureka. Big news. The high-end public dungeon in Hydratos has a limit to how many players can join during one attempt. He said that the limit isn't 144 players. And, And first, you need to set it up so you can enter the dungeon. And each player who wants to enter also needs the right, some sort of condition, to enter the dungeon after it's up. Having a limit to the number of players who can join during one attempt means it will take a long time to win the fight, and he wants players to understand that this portion of the content isn't mandatory to enjoy Hydrados. It is literally the final end content for those who are so up for it. So your relic will be done. You will be leveled. You will have every other reward out of there. Your relic will be done. This is just for when you're done with all that. I, I like it. Yelta, this smells of... Uh, dynamis to me. Mm. This smells of we there is going to be a, a hourglass and a set of footprints. There's going to be a limited number of people who are at this end thing that can join up together and go into a separate phase that will be maybe a dark Eureka or maybe go into that thing in the center. Um, this, this this reeks of dynamis type thing. I could be completely off base, but I think this is going to be something very special. I think eventually people will be able to get to this. Um, I hope it is not dynamis two that that oh, weird fight. Yeah. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Uh, but I think it is going to be something very interesting. So fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. But I think. Um, I don't think everybody's going to be able to get to this right off the bat. In fact, I, I would say if if you're a casual Eureka person or you're just doing the re- – just focus on your relic. Just get your relic done well, you have and, to, I, and enjoy I it. I think you have to do your relic anyway. Yeah. I think I think you have to be done. I thought I read it's pretty much like this is for something to do after you have your relic. Mm-hmm. Um, things that are mentioned in here is about the stats – uh, they're making it. Once you upgrade your weapon to Hydratos, it's temporary, but you won't be able to reroll stats until you finish the Hydratos upgrade. Once you finish upgrading the Hydratos weapon, you'll be able to reroll stats again, so please don't worry. What impressed me the most was players were really quick at noticing that a certain amount of stats is guaranteed after continuing to reroll. Aiming even higher is up to your luck, but we made it so you don't get stats that are too terrible. Note like 0 to 1,000 instead of a guaranteed 400 after getting five stats for the first time. So (laughs) it's going to be a little better for you. Some random, but still some for sure guaranteed progression. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, They do go into the public dungeon a little bit, but I'm going to skip through some of that. Uh, Shininess. uh, Illumination is what it's going to sound like is the... um, uh, the new deal. Illumination sounds like it won't stand out too much. Oh, maybe that's the maybe that's the uh, that's the, the equipment weapon. being yeah. bright. Yeah, yeah the weapon shiny. being really bright. Uh, the public dungeon, though, is it something where all 144 players can enjoy? No, the maximum players won't be 144. You'll need the right note, like a ticket, to enter. Uh, other players who want to join you 
after you create this entrance. So the entrance is created. Also, you need to have the right. Um, it's end game, and we've designed the conditions to enter a little peaky with the exploratory mission type of content. We are fine with it being time to win. The more you play and the more times you retry, the more chances you get to fight and win. We designed it that way, and the public dungeon is an extreme example of pushing that concept all the way to the limits. Very interesting. Uh, um, <clears throat> let's skip down just a little bit here. Uh, death penalties are still there. Um, I can hope a player raises me when I'm kicked out. If So it comes down to a wipe equals game over. Yes, you will need to gain the right again before you try again. So I don't think it's just going to be you have a relic and you can just go in every time mm, if you have a complete I think relic. You to, I think you have to farm a pop item. To pop, I think yep. you have to farm an item to spawn the entrance and then i think you have to farm pop items to enter something else. and it's like a, a raid things. yeah yeah it's a raid that you have a high chance of receiving the death penalty which makes players really anxious so i really advise players not to force themselves well, don't to stress do it. yourself out if, it's, if you think it's going to be too hard yeah uh, yeah I, I was uh, actually i had the same reaction wow. it sounds harder than i imagined <laughs> mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah and that's the next line here it sounds harder than i imagined but hydratus is a as a whole is balanced around the same as Pyros and Animos rather than Pagos, isn't it? God, Pagos is the Pagos. black sheep of that family, right? <laughs> Hi. Oh, they kept the trans. They didn't mm-hmm. even translate that. Hi. The public dungeon I spoke about isn't really part of Hydrados, if you ask me. Hydrados concludes just like Pyros and Animos. The public dungeon is for those that have done everything else in Eureka and have nothing, nothing else to do. The weapon upgrades in the story can be done without touching the public dungeon, so please don't worry. You can casually enjoy Hydratos like the other Eurekos. By the way, can you nerf Pagos? That's the biggest hurdle right now. The nerfs to Pagos will be in 4.5. We are gradually going to nerf it after after that too, so please wait. Yelta, I still ain't done fucking Pagos. I'm waiting for this oh. nerf. I'm still oh. waiting for I'm the nerf. I'm in Pyros, and I'm to the light farming section, and I just haven't. Mm-hmm. Just have not. Uh, this is the, the, the bullet points here. In order to beat the public dungeon, you'll need a lot of Logos actions. They'll be adding a few new ones, but not many. They assume it'll take some time until someone beats it for the first time. If you totally fail, you might get kicked out. There will be Eureka armor with original graphics. Good. But you cannot upgrade it like the weapon. The stats are pretty okay. And each role will have different armor, like Pyros. Mm -hmm. They designed it. Uh, the armor, in fact, to go with the final step of the Eureka weapon so it will glow and be really shiny. <laughs> Note, he said it's not like the glow that the other gear in this game has. They will glow like the lights on a Christmas tree, and he's curious to hear feedback on the glow, okay? That sounds pretty bright, but okay, we'll see. <laughs> uh, and Pagos will get that nerf. Thank you, Yoshida-san. Uh, bum, 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 Orborn Monastery, the 24-man raid. Here's the bullet points. Uh, the story quest that leads up to accessing Orborn has a lot of volume. He warns players, if you skip this part of the quest, you will lose one-third of the surprises, including in patch 4.5, because there's a super impactful scene. Interesting. To make sure you don't skip, he says, take the escape key off your keyboard. That's funny. There's some important dialogue that you cannot rewatch in the end, so if you have the slightest interest, read each letter. Yoshida cried... Because it was so beautiful. Each cutscene, the dialogue between each of the NPCs and the airship changes, so check those out. That's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Read the Talk to all the green people. 
if they include the epilogue, the scenario for the 24-man raid might even be longer than part one of the main story quest, <laughs> and cutscenes are very well made. Ivalice fans might be pleased with the amount of references to those series when they talk to NPCs after they clear the content. The new Moo that we had uh, talked about uh, at the uh, North American Fan Fest, they will not be in this. That's a 5.0 thing, so be prepared for that. Uh, the soundtrack will be from the Ivalice Alliance series, Final Fantasy Tactics 12, etc. Etc. Maybe that means from like Revenant Wings or something. Maybe they'll get some weird tracks from other... Uh, Final Fantasy 12 related games so interesting no proto Ultima this time they're not going to do something like that that, that, that accessory cool, thing actually, yeah bro. that was kind of cool but it, but we did replace a boss for a different yeah, boss that part and, wasn't cool yeah that, that wasn't cool so good rival wings bullet points here for hidden gorge only the bold text here guys um, there will be a new mechanic which is that bodyguard thing uh, it's a big goblin bodyguard uh, Lambrick's stride box will show up in the arena or in the area and he will side with the team that has dealt him the most damage. This bodyguard is extremely strong so you'll need a group to bring him to your side. Hmm. They will temporarily close, temporarily close Astro Logos. That's what you were talking yep, about, Yelta. Yep. Rival Wings Part 1 when they implement 2 so everyone will get the new map and it'll improve queue times. And, you know, we read in our last episode the uh, AMA with uh, Frosty Plus 1 and the winners of the uh, North American PvP Championship, the, the Feast stuff. And the biggest thing they were talking about is you got to improve these queue times. Mm-hmm. So that, that's got to be a priority. Big news that we heard about that was coming in 5.0 is the merging of TP and MP. It's not so much the removing of TP, but rather the uh, – it actually is. It's it's more about removing TP than, than merging TP with MP. Invigorating Tactician will be removed. Uh, there are going to be a huge revamp for roll actions. They don't want to add more actions. Uh, the context here is that they don't want to fill up hot bars. So there will be more – there will be – So there will move actions in English uh, that are removed or merged with other actions. They've also decided the direction they're going with resistance down type of actions. That's interesting. So so debuffs, they've they've got a plan on how to handle those. Yeah, and you know, you also have an issue where like bards need – dragoons for piercing or something like that or vice versa and there's some things with that they really need to get that stuff in check you know if you're gonna need to do piercing you also need a way to put the piercing debuff or something so they need to either get rid of or make it all inclusive all right um i'm gonna skip the actual interview questions because i think we cover it in the bullet points there mahjong we talked a lot about that uh previously uh but they've added all kinds of tutorials for beginners here. The UI is going to be very nice. You can chat with other people. You don't need MGP. Um, and Mushong items might be considered if people request it. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty real nice. Li- real life Mushong items, yeah. Yes, real life Mahjong items, yes. Uh, world visits uh, planned for 4.7 to 4. Po- I'm sorry, 4.57 to 4.58, which is several weeks before Shadowbringers is out. Some players are worried about not being able to return their home world, but there's a border for how many visitors can enter a world, so you don't need to worry about that. They will prioritize players from the home world when you return, so unless the server is totally full, you'll be able to go home very comfortably. 
Uh, you don't need Gil to visit another world. Uh, they're fighting hard to somehow do something with the delivery Moogle, but they are struggling. Because hmm. I think uh, they said they can't do it because it's a, you're on another world or something. Yeah, yeah. And I get that. I get that. You will not be able to use free company actions when you are visiting a different world, and you won't be able to activate them either. So I guess those buffs, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a good reason why to have – uh, and I don't know if that's included in here, but like those personal scrolls and things, we'll see when we get there. Uh, they are totally expecting the economy to change after the world visit system is implemented, and there will be a few waves to change it. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think we all expected that, that that mm-hmm. was going to happen. Some people are bummed, but, you know, that's that's okay, I think. Hey, that that's the way it is. But, you know, at least it's going to be at first, and I think that's part of the waves, because I think eventually they want this to be... A very open type game where everything you can go anywhere, uh, not even outside of our own data centers. But but currently, I think they they have the idea that the data centers are going to um, flatten out. Those economies are all going to even out eventually. There. Other info. This is the end of it here. Whew. They will be adding rewards to all kinds of content in 4.5, but the Gold Saucer will especially be where you can get a ton of them. Just like in patch 4.3, you'll be able to upgrade your crafted battle gear in 4.5. Oh, this is huge. This is huge, mm-hmm. Yelta. Yep. Some players cried about accidentally obtaining the normal quality item back in 4.3, so there won't be any normal quality upgrade items this that time. That makes sense because I didn't really understand that unless you were just like trading in all my tanking stuff. I'm not going to tank anymore. We our dear friend it. Raven had yep. this issue where she traded her high quality and only saw the normal quality menu and bought the normal quality items and got screwed. So uh, I, I, I never was a fan of it. We've talked about this before. We, we were not fans of the normal quality menu. Uh, so uh, kudos to you, Yelta, uh, Yoshida. Yelta, kudos yeah, to yeah, you for you're, you're welcome. being you're here. You're welcome. Thank you for, for doing that for us. <laughs> Majority of housing items will be those designed by the contest winners, including the home gardening set and the fat cat sofa. Congrats to those winners. The extra Beast Tribe story will be implemented in 4.56. That's great because I have got to catch up. I'm on that last stretch, Yelta, between getting to to, uh, rank 8 for for, uh, Snake Ladies and Turtle Boys, Ninja Mm -hmm. Turtles. So I'm almost there, and which is helping me level my machinist too, which, which is good when you're leveling other jobs. Don't forget. Um, the probability of getting sent to the Lost Canals of Uzanir won't be touched in 4.5. Note, you currently have a higher chance of obtaining the new portal, and they said they might revert it to 50-50 in the future. But I do like the new one. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not much, but they will be adding some new rewards to the Lost Canals. Rewards will be added to submarine voyages. My Cinna will enjoy that. She does the, the submarines mm-hmm. every day. Um, the weird name, Adrakaga, the pig head dude that's in, um, Idleshire, will provide the highest rewards out of the four custom delivery NPCs, and the other three will provide the same amount. You also will be able to change his outfit, so you'll finally get to see what's under the pig swine head. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> there will be small additions for... Two rewards for red-yellow scripts, but it's nothing major, and it won't include gear. 
Finally, they are trying to allow players to hold about eight cross-world link shells. Whoa, baby. Mm -hmm. But they are still not sure if it'll be implemented in 4.58 or 5.0 they're intending to make players switch from link shells to cross world link shells in the future holy shit that's awesome then they better give us more slots that well that's just you know that's just but that's that's their chance to make that bigger Mm. and better so the yes they need to really uh to really do that so uh once again thank you to carrier of light for doing this for us i read both of these interviews with Google Translate, and the only thing I got out of it was that last bullet point that talked about the uh, normal quality and high quality <laughs> thing. So I'm very glad for this. I know we're at a long episode here, guys, but this was very important information. Please read it yourself. We're going to put this on the website. Check it out. There's a lot of information in here. So thank you, guys. Whew. Breathe. Wow. Wow. You wow. know, there's just – I just – I haven't been this hyped for a patch in a long time, and I don't, right. know, I don't know why, but I am completely – well, maybe because it's just more than the same old, same old. There's something in that I think I didn't read or it might have been in a different interview, and it said that they pushed a lot of stuff they were going to do to fa- pa- from patch 4.4 to 4.5, and it, I kind of felt it. Mm-hmm. When we went into 4.4, I think we were hot and heavy for two weeks and it died. And it felt like the same old shit, like from 3.0, where we were like, yay. And um, it didn't really, like, blow any wind up our skirts. But uh, the fact that they pushed all that stuff to 4.5 really makes 4.5 a big patch. In fact, they've even said, you know, 4.58 is the furthest they've ever taken a numbered patch. Mm -hmm. It usually kind of dies about 0.56. So... We're going long with this one. We're not necessarily getting a point six, but they're pushing it as far as they can do, and um, it shows. It's it's there's a lot that's in here. Blue Mage ain't the end of it. There's a lot more than just that. But I think we'll be entertained. Some of us will be entertained with Blue Mage for quite some time. Um, and then it's a catch up patch. I have a girl that l- works next door to where I work, and she's recently gotten into. Um, uh, into Final Fantasy fourteen. I'd been talking about it for years, and uh, she had friends that played. She's not on our primal data center. She's on Aether. What's up, Victoria? And um, she, uh, she's she been enjoying. She's on the final stretch. I think she's level 68, and she's on the final stretch of things. No, I, I take that back. She's 70. She's, she's on the uh, 4.4 okay. stretch. She's finishing 4.4 currently. And uh, is loving every minute of it. She said she cried at like one of the storyline things and and it's been beautiful. And uh, there's new players coming all the time. There's constant sprouts. I'm constantly seeing sprouts. And there's so much to do. And what I would hate is for new players to come in and get in and then hit that wall like some of us old players have done where we're just bored with stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm tired of the boredom. So I'm going to move into happy hour, Yelta. Do it. And I'm going to put a nail in this coffin. I love Hammer you, Mithrin. Hammer it down. <laughs> Mithrin, I love you. Mithrin Scarlet has written me back. He wrote me a tome about the spirit of jobs. And we've talked about this the last three episodes. But I want to refer more to what Yoshida's comments were than mine. Mainly because my opinions don't matter. I'm just a, I'm just a lowly podcaster. But uh, Yoshida develops and creates and, you know, he's he's the master behind this game. And unless his mind has changed, nothing's going to change. But I'm going to read his comments here. 
Uh, you mentioned Red Mage's main defining feature was dual cast in Final Fantasy, which I don't think that's the case. It didn't have a dual cast in Final Fantasy one or three, and they didn't only they only had chain cast as a two hour in eleven, not counting spin offs like Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, which was a great game. That means only Final Fantasy V's Red Mage had a dual cast. To me, the defining feature of Red Mage is sword and shield, medium armor. Wearing frontline fighter who can happen to cast some low to medium white and black magic, being great for backup healing or elemental weakness, punishing while having a solid basic physical attack. So if we look at the main series, Final Fantasies, Red Mage is in 1, 3, 5, and 11. When we look at blue, it's in 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, which makes blue mage more of a Final Fantasy staple than red mage is, or even bard, maybe even ninja. Or more than dark. Now, I think you're wrong. <laughs> the reason is, Final Fantasy One has a red mage. It is a defining job of Final Fantasy. If a if if the job is in Final Fantasy One, I'm sorry that it's a it is a definite job. The reason red mage isn't in Final Fantasy. 7, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, is because Red Mage is such a watered-down job that anybody's a Red Mage. I've heard people refer to Kuja as a Red Mage because Kuja can't, has white and black magic, whatever. Mm, yep. But so does Cloud, and so does Squall, and so does, well, Kuja from 9, and so does Vaughn. It's such a watered down because of an identity crisis. Red Mage has an identity. You just listed Mithrin a shitload of stuff, having white and black magic and medium armor and a frontline wielder and all this. So, what's the defining characteristic of a Red Mage? It's somebody with a sword and a shield that can use white and black magic. Well, I mean, okay. So, uh, like, what am I thinking of? What's her name from Final Fantasy VI? Um, Locke's girlfriend, Celis. She didn't do that. Uh, any of them can do that because they can all get, you know, materia or whatever it was called in 6. And anybody in 7 can do that. Anybody in 8 can do that because you can just draw magic. And anybody, you know, Squall is a fucking red mage if you want to call it that. He's got a gun blade. He's got a sword and he can use magic. So, I mean, like, it's so, it's so bleh that Eleven <laughs> had to give it. Some kind of defining characteristic. Be refresh, bitch. Get over here. Yeah, it had to give it dispel, and it had to give it refresh, and it had to give it those things. But I think chain spell is the spiritual successor, if you will, to the dual cast. And for Final Fantasy One, the very first game in the series, having both white and black magic is special. But it is a watered down job that most people don't use in Final Fantasy One. See, it's already shit on in Final Fantasy One, because I would rather have a warrior, a black belt, a white mage, and a black mage. That's how I beat Final Fantasy One. And usually, when I go back, unless I'm doing like a fun game and I do all red mages, or I've done another game where I had a warrior and a red mage instead of a black mage, and then a white mage and a black belt or something else, um, just so I could have Rubicon in there. Uh, that, that's red mage is so fucking watered down. So that's why in 11 it had to do that. And and to be honest, well, it's not really watered down in 14, but it had to give it a different identity. And and I think it does a fair job of doing that in Final Fantasy 
14. But I'm going to refer to Yoshida for the rest of it because, again, my opinion doesn't matter. Yoshida's quote from the from the articles we just talked about. Because the charm of enjoying the process of learning is stronger than just using everything you already have as your job. The charm of the process, that the enjoyment, really, of the process is learning. And that is the soul of the Blue Mage. You want to talk about the soul again? That is the soul of the Blue Mage. So one other point I wanted to make for you, Mithrun, and I, I agree with you on this point, is in the ma- in the end, the main thing I wish for people to know is that if they don't like it, they should feel free to voice it and communicate that with the devs. Other shows like Aetherite Radio and Speakers of Highland kind of said, if you don't like it, then too bad. It's happening. Just accept it. But I think if people complained and they said they wanted a standard blue job instead, the devs would eventually listen and rework it in the future. I think... I mean, they remade 1.0 into 2.0. There's no reason they wouldn't remake Blue into Standard Job if that's what enough people said they wanted. Um, I agree with you that you should vocalize it. I don't agree that they're going to change it. I'm not going to say just accept it and move on, but I'm telling you they're not going to change it. This is what they, they – they've, they've drawn a line in the sand. It's not going to happen. And I, I think that the stance, I ain't going to play this shit, won't change anything. Even if you change my mind, Mithrin, you're not going to change Yoshida's with this. It's too late. It's done, and it's going to be a mini game. So I would, I, I have to agree in the sense like, accept it and play it and see if you enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, tell them why you don't enjoy it. But to just go out and say it's not like the rest of the jobs, they're not going to listen. I just covered all of that in the article. Again, we're going to link this into the website. Read those articles, listeners. Yoshida has has clearly stated why they've made Blue Mage the way it is. Whether Beastmaster or Puppet Master or anything else follows that trend, I can't tell you. We need to play this before we judge it. Like most content, I'm not going to be judgmental until I play it. And if he said repeatedly that it's fun slash damn fun, I sure as hell want to try it before I really, um, really start bashing it. And again, I think there's room for them to open it up to – I don't think it will ever be a standard job, but to open it up so it will do more standard content if we can convince Yoshida or he finds another way to put an eye-level type requirement on it that makes it acceptable into other content. But I think it will make that content um, overpowered in a sense, like th- that the job will be – overpowered to some degree or it'll dumb down those abilities where they just won't do the same stuff that you're accustomed to in the other content but i i think for the patch 5.0 cycle until we get to like a 5.5 don't expect any changes to bloom edge your thoughts yelta i think based on interviews and stuff they've taken bloom age tried to preserve what they see as its soul Got it to fit into 14 as much as humanly possible, but we're unwilling to morph the job's spirit to fit the mold of 14 to make it a normal job. I just thought that they, to preserve the fun in learning, to preserve, you know, the, the power of the job, you know, they... To make it a kind of a learning is fun, solo-y kind of job, it's, I'm assuming, going to be kind of powerful. And if it gets to the point where don't invite black mages, we have to have red mages to farm this content, 
that's going to be unbalanced and they and, you know yeah they could probably do something where you get all of your abilities nerfed by 20% once you hit a once you join a party or something yeah there's stuff they could do but i think they've already thought this all through they've mm-hmm. play i think they've played with different designs i think they've probably played with different you know they've you know on paper in simulations and then i think this is what they came up with i don't think it's ever going to be leveled and played the same as any of the other jobs and mm-hmm. i do think though there will be adjustments there'll be tweaks uh you know i could see them letting it into more and more content but i don't think they'll ever let it into something that there's prestige behind mm-hmm. you know it you can't have level five death be effective on everything and let it raid yeah. Or, or so, you know what I mean? As it is, it's already depressing that our debuffs don't work on lots of bosses because, you know, they don't. It, so, it, it, you know, when you said level 5 death and if it doesn't work, and I know it's not going to necessarily work on the end boss of every dungeon, right? Because they mm, said that in the article. Yeah, yeah. But it goes right back to what the devs were saying when they were making this. What's the point of the blue mage if that's the case? If you're learning level 5 death and it doesn't do death, what's the point? Why did we learn it? Why not? It's in the article. I can't. That's the nail. I'm hammering I, it. I think, they've, I think they've already gone through all the permutations. I think they've already gone through all of the different ideas. They've decided they've been what thinking about make. this since 3.0. This isn't like something mm-hmm. like they thought, oh, how can we do this? Let's they make this just, up really quick. They didn't quick. just pull it out of their ass last week. You know, this it's, has been desi- done. carefully designed. It's done. I'm not saying they won't tweak it. It's they've already per- they've already designed it to grow as the patches grow. But just roll you a fat one, light it up, sit back, and just have fun, man. Drink you a big yeah. glass of wine like I just did. And just say <laughs> fuck it, man. Let's just have fun. Just enjoy no. it for what it is, and yeah. and let's see, and then critique it for what it is. Oh, if give feedback are, once you're give actually feed, playing I, it. Hundred percent, I agree with you, Mithrin. Feedback. Give feedback. Give feedback for what it is, and if you feel like there is something to it that can that maybe like through this, I can see how this could be implemented in such a way to bring this into into current content. Throw that out there. Maybe you see something that the the dev team didn't see, but you know. Mithrin sent me a huge workaround of how it could be implemented. Send it to Yoshida, man. But he's already done it. He's already thought it out. They've already thought all of that uh, the, stuff out. The official out. forum is full of, well, they could have just... I could just, make you they all just kinds of ways yeah, that yeah. Blue Mage could have been. I could have made you all kinds of ways I'm gonna that tell Red you, Mage could have been in the game. I bet they thought of it. Yeah, I no, bet they I thought think, of I, it. Or, they get paid for this shit, right? Yeah. So. I don't know. Anyway. I just, and, I, and, and, and I'm sorry. It can't be everything everyone everywhere dreamed it to be and don't forget we're getting new jobs too i think you know if it wasn't coming out in 4.5 i think the better thing would have been to announce the unlimited jobs before the limited job um but the good news is blue mage isn't part of the expansion set of jobs it's part of the it's part of the 4.0 cycle Mm -hmm. so it's not like we forfeited a 5.0 job for blue mage so we're going to get 5.0 jobs. We're still I don't know getting how many. multiple jobs. Yeah. So we will have plenty of nor- – I hope plenty. I hope it's more than two. Um, normal jobs that we're going to get going into 5.0 – 
And if it's Rune Fencer or if it's Gunblade Artist or whatever the hell they're going to call it, and if it's Dancer or if it's Geomancer or whatever else, and they manage to make a way that it every five levels or whatever it gets an ability, great. Let's play those too and enjoy uh, enjoy new content. Um, the next one, uh, is from Susan Sprinkle and Susan says, it's nice to see that, uh, GTFFXIV is getting some cross promotion with my local supermarket and she shows a, a Kroger gift card that says gather together. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> so thank you. Shop at your local Kroger and, uh, and, and buy gather together merchandise. No, we don't have any cross promotions. <laughs> I think, uh, I think, uh, Flat has said, uh, the, the best they got was a like from DiGiorno. Uh, <laughs> on their on their podcast, so uh, yeah, we'd be happy to. Um, uh, Stakeum is awesome if they can make some gather together Stakeum content. Stakeums, y'all can uh, you, you know partner up with us and we'll hook it up, or I don't know who else. Maybe Stay Puff Marshmallows if, if there's such a oh, thing. Oh my goodness, they could hang with us. Oh. Uh, thank you all, thank you all, thank you all. Uh, this was a long episode, but man, we had a lot of content to cover. Plus, we've got a patch coming up, and so there's just a lot of stuff to cram in. Uh, next week is the is the first. Uh, we'll try to get something else out to you guys. Maybe we'll do like a little stream or something. I don't know what we'll do, Yalta. We got a lot of shit going on. And then patch week, we probably won't record for a couple of days until we at least play the patch a little bit and can share our uh, our likes, dislikes, jeers and cheers and all that good stuff after we play the patch. So um, it may be a, a few days before a new episode comes out. Our episode 150, in fact, 150 mm-hmm. episodes have gathered together. Can you believe it? Amazing. Maybe. <laughs> We've made it. So, uh, all right. it's, I'm, I'm, give, I'm kicking it back to you. I, all I, right. I'm, I'm done. I will close this up. It is closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find links to all of our episodes and blog posts on our website, www.gtffxiv.com. While you're there, please leave us a comment. If you'd like to, you can support us by clicking the donation button. You can find us on Twitter at gtffxiv. Email us at gtffxiv at gmail.com. Please rate us. Uh, Personal plugs, Ruby. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Rubicon Vale, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E. And you can find me on Twitter at Yelta Sumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. As always, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.